Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other hosts, Brendan McCullough and AJ Elkert. And this is our post-E3 coverage episode, where we talk about all the things that happened at E3 this year. How are you guys doing? Doing alright. And for anyone wondering, how come you guys didn't put an episode out the week of E3? It's because it's a weekly podcast and we already had an episode slotted for that Monday, so back off. Yeah, and we gave you a bonus episode, so leave us alone. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> but uh, how are you doing, AJ? Oh wow! I can't believe I, I can't believe you guys can hear anyone over this. this. We're out. We're out here on the E3 show floor. Oh just, yeah, uh, we're uh, going down to AJ there on the floor of E3 right now in LA. How are you doing, AJ? Oh, we wish it's crazy <laughs> loud here. Uh, it's our it's our noise canceling software through pod, through uh, Pinecast. So <laughs> there we go. We yeah. can use it at E3, but we can't use it in our own bedrooms to quiet the fans. <laughs> exactly. Computers. Okay. Yeah, I turned my AC off. It's gonna get wet and wild in here oh god hot diggity maybe that's how some people might have described e3 this year it was pretty there were some really high moments i feel like this is one of the best e3s we've seen in quite a while i was gonna say we purposely didn't talk about it last year mostly because there really wasn't much to talk about (laughs) isn't that the truth anything that was coming out was like within that month so it's like we'd get to it eventually but like this one was i wouldn't say one of the best e3s in years because they've been real shitty yeah, no, there were some um, pretty exciting things that I'm sure we're going to get to, but um, where do we start this off? I'm sure one of you guys should probably take over, because I only did see, like, I guess day two or whatever, when, what was that, day two or three when Sony did their thing? Well, this is something that annoys the hell out of me, and it just proves how dumb E3 can be at times. So, like, I know uh, Mitch Gettleman, uh, our buddy from Hairbrain Schemes, was yeah. there, and he was tweeting all of it. God, I, I really wanted to see some Necropolis gameplay, like, demo, someone covering it, but I never did. Um. But for E3, they had like five days and all of the big conferences and stuff were in the first three. But instead of doing like day one, day two, day three, E3 had day negative one, day zero, day one, day two, day three. Wow. It's just pretentious. It serves no purpose. Like literally, there's no reason to do this. And it's like instead of doing negative numbers and like zero, that's technically not a number. Like just start at one. Yep fucking idiots anyway maybe keep your fucking leaks down uh, that mm, you hit on something there aj leaks the word leaked has now replaced the word released and all of our like media centric news isn't that because the truth people are really like oh did you hear some so-and-so was leaked or this video was leaked and it's like it's the day of a press conference it was released they're doing it on purpose it's no, a fucking public announcement <laughs> yeah it was the, by saying leaked, you're making it sound like there's some sort of espionage spy thing where someone snuck into Sony, stole footage of God of War, and then snuck out and released it early. And they did release it early, but it was someone within Sony. Like, it was released early. It wasn't leaked. It, this isn't some, you know, espionage Watergate bullshit. Like, stop calling everything leaked. Stuff yeah. is released. God, I, oh, that, for some reason, that bothers the ever-loving hell out of me. I don't disagree with you at all, so I'm with you. Uh, anyway, um, but yes, God of War was quote, leaked like a day earlier or something, but you couldn't find it anywhere. So it was probably just within that area. You could actually like see it. So it, it didn't matter. Speaking of that, though, let's talk about that, first of all, because that's one that I do have like I, that's one that's fresh on my mind. Um, I remember the whole press conference for uh, PlayStation was just like right off the bat. There's a fucking orchestra and all this shit going on. I'm like, what has E3 become? I know in the in previous years, there's all sorts of like displays of grandeur and shit. But like the whole orchestra thing kind of was like, what the hell am I about to get myself into? And then, yeah, they started off with God of War. 
uh, just called God of War. Talk about pet peeves. I hate this trend of new video games just calling it the name of like the franchise. It's just like it's frustrating as Tomb all Raider. fuck. Yeah, Tomb Raider, God of no. War now. <laughs> all right, to be fair, Tomb Raider was a literal reboot of the franchise. And it's understandable. Like, it but started at the beginning before, like, her first... It was, like, her first adventure. So that makes sense. Okay, well, this doesn't because it's a continuation of the story. If anything, yeah. it should be God of War... What are we at now? Five? Nord. I don't know. I mean, Four. for consoles... Nordic, yeah, God for consoles, War. it'd be four, but there was a ton of PSP games. That's um, right. Yeah, even for reboots, it makes sense, but they have to realize when they just simplify the name like this, like, no one's going to call this God of War. Or God, or some people are going to call it God of War Four. No one's going to call it just God of War because there's already a game called that. Same with God of War. God of War. I call it Dad of War because he's a dad in the trailer and he's got a beard and he looks fucking great. That's exactly um, what I thought. Everyone's going to call this God of War 2017 or God of War 2018. The same way we refer to Tomb Raider as Tomb Raider 2014 because it's a way to identify which one you're talking about. Because when you just use the same name on all these games, no one has fucking an idea which one you mean. If you mean the current one that's out now or the one that was back in like the 90s and some people say well of course it's the current one why would you talk about the one in the 90s because people who were born in the 90s fucking love to jerk off about the 90s they love the 90s we love the 90s so it's very possible to be talking about an older game even when there's a new one out so it's just a very dumb naming system yeah i'm furious about it but regardless as far as graphics and gameplay obviously it was uh really good to look at but it didn't really interest me at all uh the the whole story of kratos being a father and trying to teach this young boy who's probably has some kind of god in him if he's his actual son uh he's i don't know and it was just it's just not my bag of chips the the gameplay even looked different like when i think god of war i think run in like hack and slash doing all sorts of crazy shit no it was more or less like souls game in a way like where it's like where you kind of like have to strategize your uh calculated combat moves and like go in and t- do a hit and then like dodge roll and get the hell out of there it's it they changed the like I, I don't even know like premise of the game almost yeah i'm not sure exactly what they were setting up it's clearly set in the norse mythology a lot of people are speculating that he's actually in valhalla like not in you know the northern part of europe he's actually in like the fantasy realm already and kratos is seen with a kid who's calling him dad um the story seems wildly different, but it is a continuation. The gameplay looks, people are comparing it to Dark Souls or Witcher even. And there's very minimal, uh, UI, very minimal hub system going on. I like that though. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's very, because he very doesn't nice. use anything that would require like a, a massive UI unless he's using bow and arrow. Like that's the only thing that might, his ammo, like how much ammo he has for it. But yeah, it might be like Witcher where it only comes up when you're using that stuff. So if he uses up magic, it'll show the magic meter going down a little bit. Or if he gets hit, you'll see the health bar going down a little bit. But otherwise, it's like a clean picture. It looked amazing. Like, the trailer's out now. It's on YouTube. They're all on YouTube now. So definitely look it up if you haven't seen it. But yeah, the story's going to be odd of exactly how they're going to continue it. Because I was joking with a buddy of mine saying it's God of War, but like Kratos' war on polytheism. Because now he killed all the Greek gods, and now he's going to kill all the Norse gods, and like he's just going through killing everybody. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Hindu version. <laughs> Goes up and just punches Shiva T- in the face. Yeah, Krishna and all that. Brahma. Yeah, I took a Western mythology class. What about it? Me too. Um, that was actually a pretty fun mm-hmm. class. Anyway, uh, so it looks amazing, and that's how Sony opened up their press conference. Uh, do you just want to go down Sony right now, since that's... Yeah, sure. Let's just talk about that, because that was my favorite anyway. Ha! <laughs> 
Yeah, Sony was day two, technically three, I think it was. Or no, I, I forget mine. I took a bunch of notes while I was watching all of it. Um, but uh, no, te- technically day two. And was by far, leaps and bounds, like huge margin, the best conference there was. Definitely. They opened up with the orchestra, like Doug said, and that bled right into the God of War trailer. And then the orchestra was playing the music for the entire conference. So all the videos they showed didn't have music in them. The orchestra was playing them live. So it was amazing. Yeah. Um, so then after God of War, there was a Days Gone trailer, which just, when we all saw it, me and Doug were talking while we were watching, we were pretty pumped for it. And at the end of the conference, they showed like 20 minutes of gameplay of it. Ugh. And you found out it was zombies. And it, me and Doug immediately lost interest. Like it was so deflating. Like to the point yeah. where, like, I remember as soon as they showed the initial like idea and premise of like this guy on a bike and he's lost his everything. He no longer has the love of his life and he's a rogue and in, in this like post-apocalyptic world where like the the planes have fallen out of the sky. I guess there's been an EMP or whatever the fuck went on. I was just assuming it was nothing to do with zombies and not going to be another Last of Us kind of bullshit. A lot of people were speculating that because it looked a lot like it. It did, um, but then I was just thinking, I just had high hopes for it. Just the, I was thinking to myself, ooh, new IP, this is what everyone's been asking for. And then like exactly like you said at the end, they're like, well, since this is the one you guys are in- interested in, let's show you more, and I wish you hadn't because now I just have zero interest in that game whatsoever. It's just literally masses of zombies coming at you and you're just having to mow them all down. It's mow down zombies, the video game. I'm like, sure, I bet all the Call of Duty fans that played zombies are going to love it, but like for anyone who's interested in any kind of actual story or i don't know something brand new and fresh you're not getting it with days gone yeah i was super impressed by it but like like the division it looked amazing and to have that many zombies running around on screen at one time like there was like 200 like it was a swarm it was very impressive that's a feat yeah but i could not care less about like the way they interacted with the environment was really was really interesting but like yeah other than that it was pretty much one shot from his rifle and they were dead and it yeah. that was a little yeah it's like it's like like he was getting headshots on every one of them oh yeah, and then like, one point he runs he they they get him pinned on the roof basically and he runs like into right. them yeah and i saw that they too. don't grab him and i'm like well that was probably an error on his part. It for definitely doing was. That. Think about this. If you're at E3 playing a video game, you've probably played that demo like 50 fucking times to make sure that when the day comes to like, you're doing this in front of an audience and a goddamn orchestra that you do it right. That guy fucked up. I literally thought to myself, like you should have known to be going that direction at that point. And then I don't know. I was just annoyed. I don't know. The zombies might be like randomly generated where he doesn't know. He just knows there's a horde coming. He doesn't know if one's going to branch off. One one of them crawled through a window, but it was by itself. So it somehow branched off from everyone else. Okay. That's very possible. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like, like Doug said, though, I feel like he'd been like kind of practicing that. And when they script those, because that was absolutely scripted, he, uh, Mm -hmm. they, they probably alter the AI a little bit to do more of a predictable, like, trajectory with like where they're going. Yeah. So I don't. I I think he him bumping into one and it not doing anything was definitely an error. That was definitely something they weren't planning on happening during the presentation. I I agree with that. Yeah, but as far as E three errors go, like that was minimal because <laughs> so much shit just fucks up on stage. Notably, Nintendo usually breaks stuff because of their you know Wii and all their shovelware stuff. Probably just the v- giant vacuum in the background. Oh yeah, that too. Um, but after that. We got a trailer for The Last Guardian, which we finally got a release date for, October 25th. Oh my fucking 
god it happened i I remember so many episodes ago we just like i remember you specifically telling me it was never happening and it was like killing me because i almost believed you (laughs) uh but then last e3 they showed us a clip and i was like getting all ready again and now it's this time it's confirmed this year hell yes the site they had went down and i think the company announced that they were getting rid of the ip like of the last guardian so like for all intents and purposes it should have been dead from you know our eyes from the public eyes i see but someone did bring it back and they are finishing it. So it's awesome. Like I, I want to play as much as you do. The I interesting just, thing is they showed two cat dogs. Now, did you see that? <laughs> cat dogs. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was whatever the creature is. The last guardian clearly one bonds with the boy. Who's the main character. His wings are broken and you help him. But the, there's another one that was like darker and had some sort of armor on it. Or it might've been like a robotic one. We're not sure, but it looked evil. Yeah. I think I was listening to PS I Love You XOXO and they were complaining uh, uh he was saying like they shouldn't have shown us the other one because it it's like mysterious enough like that should have been something you found out as you played. Yeah, I mean you know I, it's not going to ruin it for me. Like it's that yeah, alone like is not going to be like, like a mirror sort of thing where you find out oh wait there's a bad there's a bad one. Yeah, oh like kind of Dark Souls with the snakes I remember. But uh regardless, I don't know. I'm it just makes me more excited for the game and I don't know the graphics don't look that great but i guess it's since it is such an old game like i don't know yeah i'm wondering how it holds up because like it could have looked amazing like back when it was originally made in what definitely 2010 or something for a ps3 game (laughs) yeah but now we have so many games that look amazing like and even vr and stuff anyway uh just burning through the list uh horizon zero dawn which we've talked about before it's like it's like cavemen, like sort of like tribal stuff, but all the animals are robots and stuff. Yeah, it's robo dinosaurs. And all the people are like Irish tribal people. Yeah. And we got a full like trailer for this. We got gameplay of it. And I put put in my notes at this point in the conference, I'm Damn fully aware. I was gonna yes. fucking call you out on that. I was gonna I was, I was gonna say that. I was rock hard. I was so pumped for that game. That, that game looks amazing. It really does, especially even just like the dialogue wheel, like everything about that. You see the emotions on their face as they were like are speaking to you and everything. I I'm thrilled, and how you interact with the robo animals and everything. It just looks fucking amazing. The UI, oh my god! You can like tame them, which is you're just rewriting their data and stuff, and then some of them are corrupt, and you have to fight them. It looks great. The best thing about that is the mystery of like trying to like understand like where where these robots are coming from and I, the cool thing is they don't really allude to like the i don't know the origin of these robot mm-hmm. things it's probably been like that way for thousands of years and your culture has just had to adapt to that but i think the premise of the game is going to be getting to the bottom of what caused all of that yeah it's uh i can't wait it looks amazing and then next is detroit becoming human Oh, that was one I was excited for because it's another Quantic Dream project. Uh, the guys who brought us uh, Heavy Heavy Rain and uh, Beyond Two Souls. I loved yep. both of those previous games, so I'm I'm actually definitely excited for Detroit. The interesting thing is the trailer. Uh, for some reason, I didn't realize we'd be playing as an android. I thought when we were talking about it earlier, there was like another character you played as like a girl or something. But it seems you play as this android who's. Uh, police officer that can negotiate uh in like a situation where this other android has gone rogue and you have to tell him not to kill this little girl and shit the trailer was really interesting and i love just the overall premise of quantic dream it is very ambitious stuff that they always try to pull off so this is gonna be an interesting one yeah the first trailer they showed i think last year at e3 was just like a woman walking around and you find out she was an android and i think someone was looking for it was pretty vague so we really didn't have much to go with besides there was going to be androids okay and then this one you're playing uh yeah android cop who in this situation is a hostage negotiator talking to another android that went rogue 
and I pretty much summarized it as like Blade Runner meets LA Noir, and it looks amazing. And they showcased how many different options there are for a certain scenario going. Like you have a good ending, then a really good ending, then like a really bad ending. Like it's there's so many different options for how any way a situation can go. That was so cool, and it looked gorgeous. So, but like LA Noir, and uh, I'm gonna assume like Heavy Rain, I don't expect a lot of like action, like heavy sequences of you running around like shooting and stuff and like gunfire i'm assuming it's gonna be a lot of dialogue options which i'm fine with but it looks great yeah you're definitely right in assuming that mm-hmm. and then in my notes i have uh when detroit becoming human was on i just said rock fucking hard <laughs> yeah it looks so good it really does and like you said the different expressions on like how the different outcomes were it was just such a wide variety that it made it so exciting because i know i'm gonna get a horrible ending probably oh i'm sure <laughs> hopefully not like la noir there's not like one mission where you like it's a glitch and you have to fail it i'm still annoyed by that in la noir uh, i just hope my son doesn't drown to death <laughs> oh yeah you killed everybody in yeah rain. <laughs> yeah um how about you, AJ? Have you seen like any of this, or were you watching the conferences that they went? I uh, I got a chance. I only really got a chance to see uh, Sony's conference. I didn't see all of it either. I I picked up um, right after they finished the PlayStation VR presentation, mm-hmm. and I saw the last half of it. And I was I yeah like well how you got like rock hard like in the very beginning like. Just what I saw, like at the bat, the the back end was just raging erection. <laughs> exactly, and I'll add to the Sony conference, they didn't have guys coming out and like devs talking about each game. They went from trailer to trailer to trailer to trailer to trailer. I think there might have been five minutes of total talking during the whole conference. Thank that's God, conference. that like, was that's fucking that's how you do it. Straightforward. I loved so it. Good. Yeah, the guy came out in the beginning, acknowledged it was Sony, gave his apologies about the tragedy that happened. And then went right into it and then came out at the very end and talked a bit more. And like, that's it. Yeah. It was great. It was was funny because he's like mentioned, he's like, you know, it's really, I can't tell you how awesome it is to come out on stage to like a live orchestra. And I think everyone should get to experience it at some point in their lives. And he he said that on stage and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it really follows with like Sony's mentality of games of they're like, we're just going to sh- shut up and let the games talk for themselves. Like, clearly, if it impresses you, the game will show it. Instead of, like, Microsoft, where they chit-chatted after every single video, which really weighed it down. But... Ooh, one that stuck out to me was Resident Evil 7. And the funny thing is, the whole time I watched the trailer, I didn't think for a second that it was in a Resident Evil game. And it just, uh, apparently it's going to be VR too. But it yeah. seems like they're going back to the roots of actually trying to scare you, which is like amazing. I'm actually, I'm not really one for most hard, like the horror genre, but I do have like a special place in my heart for especially the original Resident Evil for sure. Yeah, it didn't look like it was, like, military operations gunning down, like, hordes of... Like, they're not even zombies. At the, most Resident Evil games are mutants. Like, they're abominations. Yeah. And this lately. One seemed like, yeah, lately. This one seemed like it was going back to, like, you're in an old abandoned house, and there's, like, creepy stuff going on. I mean, it looks amazing. I'll never play it, because I'm never touching any horror game, especially in VR. Yeah, that's oh what I mean. God. It's going to scare the shit out of people. So, if you're a Resident Evil fan... Uh, I hope you're actually excited for that and not just like disappointed that it's not just another run and gun bullshit. Yeah. And after that one, they announced PlayStation VR, which they're making uh, October 13th this year. Holy and shit. It, that's actually a pretty soon release date. Wow. Yeah. Especially for how much they've kept hidden. And it's going to be $400 for like the rig. And they said they promised it's going to have 50 games by the end of this year. 
holy shit, I'm proud of them. That's uh, well, I'd hold up on that because uh, the definition of games is probably very loose here. Okay, true. I see what you're saying because it could be like uh, they're going to be add-ons for like games that already exist, probably. Like Definitely. One of them. Well, There's- they're doing that with yeah, Final Fantasy 15 and Star Wars X-Wing and Batman Arkham and all these various games that we already are games are turning into like a little VR offshoot that you can experience. The yeah. X-Wing one though is one that could directly influence the actual like battle battlefront like franchise well they got rid of it in the latest one like the whole space battles are gone. yeah and it's it it could be like a reintroduction to space battles and yeah what i wanted in in battlefront which was galactic conquest which was like the best mode in battlefront it was so So fucking good you're going planet to planet and you're like fighting space battles outside the planet and then landing on the planet to try to capture it and it's just it's fantastic and they always had that one asshole who just took the space battle, flew into the opponent's ship, and destroyed everything from the inside, and then flew out, like, giving everyone the middle finger. That was me. <laughs> That's, I mean, like, the space battles are supposed to, like, get in there and, like, disable their ship, basically. Yeah. But that one was Star Wars Battlefront X-Wing VR mission. So it was a singular mission. So that, like, that's it. I don't think there's going to be any more of that uh, okay. so far. They, Like AJ said, they might add on to it after they see how successful it is. But as of right now, it seems like that's it. And same with Final Fantasy 15. It's VR. It's definitely not the full game. It's got to be some sort of, you know, DLC-like side mission thing. Yeah, like what they showed was like you sitting in a car, like passenger side, and it's like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. how, what kind of, I don't but, know. Uh, Batman Arkham VR. The, they announced Rocksteady's doing it, who did the original uh, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and uh, Arkham Knight. That's coming out this October as well. It's got Mark Hamill as the Joker. Oh wow! And at this point, I had to change my pants. It, <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care what you're selling. If you got Mark Hamill as the Joker, I'll buy it. Done. You sold yeah. me. That one. They didn't. It was really nothing. The trailer didn't say anything at all. So people are speculating if it's going to be like. Someone said, like, it was going to be, like, a side DLC mission thing where you're, like, walking around Arkham Asylum in VR, which would be dope. I would love that. And then some people are speculating if it's a full game. Like, so it's really vague. I doubt it's a full game. I'm assuming it's another kind of mission side DLC thing. We'll see. And I'm, I don't know what they're planning on doing with it, but I'm expecting it to be from the perspective of Batman. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea, but. Yeah, you know, it seems like they have the original cast, so and it's Rocksteady who I trust, so I'm fine with it, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do a good job for fans. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Arkham Knight was apparently iffy. I still haven't played it, though. Okay. And then, after all the VR stuff, was Call of Duty Infinite War, which I will say is the first Call of Duty that I actually want to play. It looks awesome. Oh, wow. See, you're a traitor. No, I'm just kidding. It's just like, it's PlayStation's, like halo now basically i don't know it, but I, it looks better like granted the whole trailer might have been on rails and like of course it's attuned to work perfectly during the trailer and during the gameplay it might be actually a lot sloppier than that but from what they showed it looks amazing like it's not even call of duty at this point it like you said it's halo it's a completely different genre now that's in space yeah and i didn't mean to just say just sony has this that's it's not uh exclusive or anything but regardless mm-hmm. it does look just very halo ish um i'm not interested at all this would be the one I would buy, like, if I was to start playing them. It'd well, be this one. well, that's what I mean. If you do end up getting it, apparently it comes with Modern Warfare Remastered, I think. Yeah, mm. which, eh, there's a lot of remasters this year, but uh, there's nothing I really want remastered, except for maybe Infamous. Yeah. Fucking Fallout New Vegas. 
All right. Oh. That's for a letter episode. That's <laughs> so we'll do a whole episode on that. But speaking something of I'm very pissed about with re- Xbox One. Remasters. Yeah. Guess what's coming back to PlayStation and we all saw it coming and but they all denied no, it. No one saw it coming because what? they all denied it. That, I I honestly thought it was gonna happen anyway, but uh Crash Bandicoot one, two, and warped fully remastered for PS4, and apparently he's also uh, a character the in Skyland. Coot is loose, baby. It was what? Ooh, I missed that, AJ. What? I said the coot is loose, baby. Oh, Ew. Jesus. Ew, that sounds so dirty. I Don't ever say that. God damn I told it. you it was going to get wet and wild. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, he'll be in Skylanders, which makes sense, because like, him and Spyro were kind of like mascots for PlayStation, and Skylanders was introduced with Spyro. Like He was kind of the like person that or character that led Skylanders to you know the popularity it is now. That's funny. I honestly didn't even know of Skylanders until they mentioned it. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It's like Minecraft. It's not popular for us, but for little kids, I go fucking nuts over it. Cause gotcha. It's like, oh, I get I get a toy and a video game. Awesome. Like it's pretty much like what Nintendo based their uh, amiibos. Their amiibos off. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, same thing. Um, but yeah, when the guy, the presenter at the Sony conference came out again to announce Crash Bandicoot because it is such a big announcement. And like they just started playing the music, and you saw people in the crowd openly weeping, like bawling their eyes at the thought of a new Crash Bandicoot. And then when he said they're remastering, like people were still pumped, but you could hear some people were a little let down because it's not a new one. Yeah, well, honestly, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong here. Uh, do we really want a new one? Seeing how what happened to the Crash Bandicoot franchise, I honestly think one, two, and Warped are the only worthwhile Crash Bandicoot games besides Crash Team Racing. Yeah, I mean, I think the last one he did, he got this sort of weird tribal tattoo, and he's wearing like shorts and like a chain wallet. It's like, Ugh, yeah, even even the dated. character in Skylanders, he looks weird, like in a modern like. They I made don't him like plushy. Like yeah, I really they wish made he was furry and shit. More like the actual character, but whatever. I mean, they're just keeping up with the graphics because it's going to be such high resolution. It's going to, you know, they're going to try to aim it to look more realistic. It'd be weird if it was low resolution, like five polygons, and the whole world is super detailed. Yeah, you're right, but I still, he just looks like a douchebag. I'm being honest. Like, I don't know. (laughs) It's like, that's like, that's basically what he is, though, honestly. (laughs) It's like the literal, like, bandicoot definition of the 90s. Yeah, and just straight goof, goofiness. Yeah. He's got his fucking Converse high tops on, his cut-off jean shorts. Yeah. You know, he's got uh, fingerless gloves. He's oh, literally the 90s. Those. Yeah. Yeah, I'd miss those games. I might have to go play them. Well, I feel like it's any, like, animated character who people try to do a super graphic, realistic, like, interpretation of it. Like, have you ever seen a realistic picture of Homer Simpson? It's horrifying. Yeah, good point. So it's one of those things where it's like, I just worked better when you like filled in the gaps of the detail like in your own mind yeah now he just looks really ugly and weird whereas like when i look at the 90s crash i'm fine with him he looks like a cool dude i'd hang out with him but this new also, one that's... Go ahead. no oh no that's it i say also that's just the that's just what the, he'll look like in skylanders which is like notorious for making things look like extra goofy okay yeah so yeah he's the for the reboot i'm sure it's gonna it's gonna look closer to what that what gives me faith. like in the PS1 because I mean it's just remastered graphics so yeah cuz the yeah. Skylanders one he almost just looks like chubby or something like I don't know he's like stocky which yeah. is weird and he's like lanky and skinny but and, when you uh, look at young crash he looks like I don't know young crash uh but I think mostly platformers are fairly dead like Skylanders is sort of a platformer and it's for kids but otherwise I think the genre has now almost entirely moved to PC so I don't think they ever plan on making a new Crash Bandicoot. But I mean, who knows? Maybe now that they have all 
updated gonna, graphics and stuff. If the sales do well enough, I bet they'll consider it. Yeah. I really think Naughty they, Dog's probably itching to make another one, honestly. And that's actually a sad thing for you to say that uh, most uh, platformers have moved to PC because you're not wrong. But like that was what like was I played a shitload of platformers and RPGs when I was like the early PlayStation One days. Like I don't know, platformers was like a huge deal for me so i would love to get some of those back even though it, yeah in this modern day of gaming it doesn't seem like it's best if they did something new with it uh, and just kind of like brought new life to the genre i think it could sell and catch on and that's the thing since it's such a familiar genre and it's so old on pc people are able to do crazy innovative things with it and like turn it up on its head like fez like it's you know mind-blowing what some platformers can do yeah well there was this one infinite runner i'll mention it briefly i think it was called velocibox like that like changed the game for infinite runners so look that up if you're interested mm-hmm. and then after crash bandicoot they announced lego star wars 7 like the force awakens which honestly for most people is kind of the low point it looks which, so, so good like i it I looks good but that goes to tell you how good the conference was, where that was the low point. Like, and even though that's still like a good seven out of ten, like it's great. But like, I still got, I still got chills from like hearing the music, like listening, listening to the music, and and hearing like the lines from the movie and stuff. Like, still, mm-hmm. even after seeing the movie three times in theaters, like when it came out, and I still like seven i'm such a fanboy for star wars seven it was so fucking good <laughs> no you're and right even the even the, they just like you can tell they didn't even re-record any audio they took the audio directly from the movie and mm-hmm. built the game around it which is awesome which yeah. I, I was almost complaining about but actually no you're right that that is better because then i don't have to hear someone try to sound like han solo or chewy or whatever yeah, because I know for a fact that Tom Hanks has a brother, I think it's like Phil Hanks or something, who actually does all of his voice stuff for like games, like all the Toy Story games. It was by his brother, not actually Tom Hanks. But you can still tell it's like, that's, that's not him. Whoa, think about this, though. Do they get double the royalty checks? Mm, that's going to get It was like, probably lucky. part of the contract. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Disney owns Disney owns all of that shit now. So And Disney's generally pretty like... they good at foreseeing the they're good at foreseeing the future yeah they they had that planned out way ahead of time okay yeah that makes sense yeah and then after that oh here we go after that here we go oh boy if you did not see the conference look up videos of this my pants were basically off at this point like in my job like i was in a clean room environment my pants were basically (laughs) off no aj lost his job because of this because he's now a sexual offender because of this moment it was like i don't know it was all building up to this and the way the the guy on stage even said like he's like uh we're proud to announce our 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 cooperation with uh some of the best video game uh creators out there so it just like was hinting at it but i'll let you reveal the main screen went up and out of the darkness hideo kojima came walking out and like the floor is lighting up as he was walking, and he, even he spent like he was speeding up faster than the w- floor because he's just like he wanted to get out there and talk so bad. He's like, I get to do what I want because I'm fucking Kojima, and he's all like, he said was, "I'm back." Yeah, and then showed showed a trailer for his new game that he's working with Norman Norman Reedus on, who he was working with for the new Resident or no new Silent Hill game. With That's right, Guillermo del Toro, and then they got canceled, so he still is working on something with Norman Reedus. It's I bet Death Stranding. Yep, go ahead, AJ. It's gonna blow, it's gonna blow your mind. It's like, just, like, look up the trailer, like, Death Stranding, you definitely just look it up. Yeah, that Please. guy's done a Please shitload of hallucinogens in his life, because it's just the most, like, you can't make that kind of shit up, and it, it just, it looks extremely interesting, I have no idea what it's about, it looks, uh, just like it's gonna be a game that will literally, like, change you. 
Yeah, it's like, going to mind fuck the shit out of you. It looks like. Yeah, it's impossible to describe. But people are already speculating. Like there was a tr- uh, picture that came out for like Kojima's new mascot. Like now that uh, Solid Snake's gonna not going to be in our big boss, and it's this guy in this weird suit with like a skull mask. And people took the small image of that guy's eye. You can see through the suit and put it up next to a picture of Norman Reedus' eye, and they're like, "It's him!" Like, you know, you got basement Columbo's like doing detective work, like figuring <laughs> out all this stuff. And the worst part is, they're usually right because with Phantom Pain, like <laughs> <laughs> the Columbo theme start coming yeah. on, or is that Matlock? Fa- I have no idea. Matlock. Before my time, um, I just know of them. I don't know any details about them. But with like Phantom Pain, the letter, like when the trailer came out, some of the letters were missing of Phantom Pain. And people figured out that the missing letters that laid on top of it were actually like Metal Gear Solid 5. Like, and Kojima's doing this stuff. Like, you think it's like, oh, that's crazy conspiracy level talking. It's like, no, but it's fucking Kojima. Like, that's who he is. And he's just, everyone knew he was going to be working with Sony. It was no surprise. I didn't know what the, I didn't know what the things were in the trailer that were floating. Yeah. Until I went back and looked like at the trailer again. They're fucking floating bodies. I thought so. They're yeah. people. Well, like, I thought yeah, they were th- people or crosses. I couldn't tell. Yeah, I thought there were people, but I had no idea like what that meant or if they were going to be like psychomantis from like Metal Gear or something. Like, well, we got. Let's just describe the trailer a little for someone who didn't see it. It's like basically like. <sighs> Good luck. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to describe this other than like a man waking up uh, attached to like with an, a, a metal umbilical cord to a baby, and then he like holds it up and he starts crying and stuff, and then there's like these invisible handprints going down his body and then onto the ground. Yeah, and, the like, baby disappears and his hands are covered right. in ink. And yeah. he looks down and there's ink baby handprints like going down his leg and then off into the sand. And he stands up and he has this cross-shaped scar in his stomach imp- implying that there was like some sort of C-section that happened, that he gave birth to this baby. And then we it's- pan out and there's a beach covered with dead marine life that are all that all have these metal umbilical cords leading into the ocean where these four bodies hover high up above the water. And then disappear. And then, yeah, and then it's just like, he's just standing there with a look of determination on his face, like, I'm going to get this baby back. I'm super intrigued, and I think that's the best word for it. And the funny thing is, I mean, it's not funny for uh, Konami, but uh, apparently Norman Reedus uh, tweeted a picture of Kojima drinking out of a cup that said, Konami tears. Yeah. yeah it they, was the best. They it might have broken the internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, like... Even Twitch, who was streaming all of this, like, we're saying, like, their servers explode. Like, all day, everything was on fire. But then at the Sony conference, like, their network was, like, crashing all the time because of so much. Um, but my favorite part is Kojima was there earlier, I think maybe even the day before, and people were interviewing him, like, so what are you here to promote? Are you here to promote something? Everyone's here to promote something. What do you got? Like, give us a secret. And he's like, no, nah, I'm not here to promote anything. I'm just here to support some of my friends. Like, I'm not, you know, promoting any new games or anything. And he's wearing a shirt that had DS on it for Death Stranding. So that motherfucker lied to our face on camera, and I love <laughs> yeah. it. Yep. It's so good. But he's he's a crazy bastard. So, I mean, it's going to be weird. And then I felt bad because immediately after that huge announcement, they're like, oh, by the way, here's a new Spider-Man game made by Insomniac Games. The people that did Ratchet and Clank and Spyro. It's like, okay, cool. What about that other trailer you just showed? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think they definitely should have ended on Death Stranding. I don't yeah. know why they just decided, yeah, and then we'll throw in Spider-Man. Not to say that Spider-Man didn't look fucking amazing. Honestly, it, looks- it looked like one of the best Spider-Man games to date. I'm really excited. It definitely looked good, and there are some great Spider-Man games out there. I think Ultimate Spider-Man on PS2 is still, like, one of the better ones. Like, I still hit that every now and then. 
um, even though she doesn't call me back. But like, <laughs> it's yeah, it was really weird. They just kind of tossed it at the very end. It's like, nah, that you definitely should have ended with Death Stranding. Yeah, I agree. Well, that was the Sony conference. That's, Sony. that's yeah. just Sony. I know. It's been God. like 30 minutes on just Sony. That's how good it was. That's what I mean. I don't think we're going to be going as in-depth for everybody else, but uh, we can um, talk a little bit about get Xbox. EA out of the way? Uh, well, <laughs> well yeah. Was like five seconds. It sucked. It was terrible. <laughs> EA was a giant, like, hour and a half long commercial for Madden and FIFA. And that's about it, because they didn't talk about anything else. Because they don't have anything else. They are the sports so game. Bad. and I, I will give them Madden. They do some like interesting stuff with Madden, uh, and I enjoy playing them every year. But uh, it's not something you build an entire press conference around. Yeah, I took like a little notes. They got they announced Titanfall 2, which looks cool. Like If you like Titanfall at all or you want to try it out, I'd say wait for 2. It looks a lot better. There's a $250 collector edition where you can get a helmet. Oh, God. That's a lot. Like a, a life-size helmet that you can fucking wear. You could literally yeah. get, like, almost a console for that. That's just n- absurd. Yeah. Uh, they announced, or they didn't announce, but they showed Battlefield 1 again, but, like, in a more in-depth trailer, which people already know about. People are already excited about. And then they talked about, like, Madden, and they're creating, like, an eSports scene for Madden. And uh, they were trying to make it seem badass. Like, these guys are athletes. It's like, nah, you got some fat slub eating nachos and betting all his money on Madden games he plays. Like, that's... Don't make it seem cool. Yeah. Um. Then they did, like, 50 minutes just on their new FIFA game, and this one's gonna have a narrative campaign and, like, a single-player mode, so you follow this one character through all, like, the trials of playing soccer. He's a made-up a- athlete. Wow, they, I could care less about that. I just want to hop what, in a game and get it over with. Wait, but now they also have three of the real-life soccer coaches in the game. Whoa. Wow. I'm sorry if you actually like soccer. That's what I was going to say. If you actually like soccer, that's probably amazing. So maybe we just suck, but I don't think Uh, so. It's not, you know, and I have, I have FIFA 16 on my Xbox and it's not, it's a fun game to play, but it's not something I would dedicate like a, a ton of time to definitely and those games if you don't like keep up with them i feel like you you lose your touch because i used to play i don't know if it was 14 or 15 but i did enjoy a fifa game occasionally yeah and then uh the mass effect guys came out from bioware they announced a few things and then showed nothing um they announced they're gonna have like all new aliens all new this all new story blah blah blah. i doubt it like i know asari is gonna be in there somewhere i know humans are in there that's obvious so i'm just they announced very little things here, or at least showed very little. That's, so that probably means for them that the next E3 is going to be when they really give us something. Hopefully, but I hope we don't have to wait that long. Like, hopefully, if they do go around to next E3, we was still without Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, they're like, here's all the trailers. It's coming out next week. Like, because <laughs> yeah, they've been working they on just it for Bethesda a while. the shit out of you. Like, here's the here's the opening trailer to Fallout Four. It comes out in November. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's got to be with at least two months of like another E3 because that's a year away and the games they've been working on it for a while now. Okay. Um, but right after that, speaking of Bethesda, was yeah, them, boom. Bethesda. Uh, they announced Quake Champions, which I think got everyone a little scared because that's not gonna probably do well. It seemed like it was like a mobile or MOBA like game. They called it was a they called it a hero based shooter. Oh Which, God! It sounds like Overwatch. It sounds like Lawbreakers. It sounds like Battleborn. It sounds. It sounds like something. Uh, it sounds like a genre people are already tired of. Um. So that's it's. Oh yeah. And by the way, Battleborn like, released. Uh. They 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 have microtransactions now. So that's. Oh, uh, do they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Little respect lost. I mean, it's you got to make money somehow, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, we already talked about it. It is pretty much dead in the water, which, I mean, sucks. But, hey, you know, they're not doing well. I don't blame them. Uh, but Quake Champions seems like it's going to be that, but with Quake characters. So if you still like Quake and you miss it, it's coming back, sort of. Um, what else? Uh, sp- oh, speaking of fall, uh, what I'd say, Lawbreakers. Mention that briefly. They had like a trailer by, uh, narrated by Ice T, and it's an arena based shooter, uh, team based, I think. And you like pick a character and you fly around. Seems chaotic as shit. Uh, that was actually announced at the PC, uh, conference. But while I'm thinking of it, I actually got into the alpha of it. They announced that they only had like 5,000 positions available and I got in early. So I'll be giving you, if I can talk about it, if I don't have to sign anything or agree to something, uh, I'll give you guys a little firsthand experience of that alpha, which, even Cliff Blazinski said it's super, super early alpha, so it's going to be real buggy. Oh, word. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, but back to Bethesda. This one caught my eye, a game called Prey, and apparently it's a reboot of a 2006 game, but I've never heard of it. And I looked it up, and it looked really generic. Huh, yeah, I've but never heard the, of that either. But the trailer for Prey looked amazing. Like, it looked so cool. It was some sort of weird retro future, like, that concept where it's like it's in the future, but it's all old designs, like from the fifties, like kind of how Fallout is. Uh, but then it was like kind of a Groundhog's Day where the guy was reliving old days, and his eyes were getting more and more bloodshot. And by the end of it, he looks in a mirror and he's talking to himself. Like I don't know what it's about, but it looks dope as shit. Like so, that definitely piqued my interest, and I'm going to be following that. Oh yeah, I'm watching it now. Wow, it's extremely visually pleasing. Yeah, I have no idea the story. I've never even heard about the old game, but it looks cool yeah e3 trailer we know yeah yeah there's i don't think there's any gameplay but it definitely has my interest just at least story-wise definitely after that was fallout 4 which is announcing uh dlc for nuka world which is cool because apparently there's gonna be a lot of stuff in there and you might possibly be able to lead raiders like you might have your own group of raiders to lead into battle or something the downside is they say this is the last story-based dlc for fallout which means two story-based DLCs for Fallout, which all the other Fallout games have had, like, five or six. Oh, so wow. Like, like two, yeah. big, two big expansion DLC packs, even though they had to increase in their season pass price. So people are kind of speculating, like, they, they fucking us over here? Like, they jerking us around a bit here? Yeah, jerking your chain. Yeah, because, like, who knows? Maybe it does have a bunch of stuff in it. Maybe it's, like, Witcher, where, like, the DLC is, like, the Witcher 30 too. hours. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, even still, like, having to increase the season pass price after already announcing the game and then not offering that much DLC is, like, that's shady work there. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I got my eye on you, Todd Howard. <laughs> I feel like they might be working on more Fallout stuff, not necessarily Fallout 4. I bet they're maybe. Bet they're working on some, like, Maybe some remasters. Well, didn't the, the, there's apparently a VR for Fallout 4 too? What's up with Fallout that? Fallout 4 is going to be fully VR compatible. Wow. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Like maybe there is more stuff, but at least for that DLC for that season pass price, people are like skeptical. Um, and apparently there's going to be like essentially Fallout Shelter, the mobile game. It's essentially going to be that in the game where you can actually control characters and make your own vault and stuff, which. They made it seem like it was a big deal, but I feel like people are just going to get bored with just as quickly as people got bored of Fallout Shelter. On their phone, yeah. Or of yeah. Uh, making a settlement in Fallout 4. Yeah, like that's a lot of work, and uh, it's a very niche group of people that really enjoy it. So there are some, but it's definitely not most of the players. 
Do you have so to who really knows? dedicate time to that? Oh, God, Preston, I just don't care about other settlements. When I, Those are infinite, by the way. If you're trying to beat and get all the settlements, you can't. Don't, it, it never ends. It's literally infinite. So don't, you know, beat yourself to death for not getting them. Oh, wait, I have to bring this up because we are talking about Bethesda. This is my favorite part of their of their conference. Skyrim remaster. Holy yep. fuck. And the thing is, most people be like, who cares? No, I care because I remember during this podcast, so many times we're talking about Witcher, we're talking about whatever the fuck, all these other open world RPGs. And I've always come to the conclusion, none of them made me feel like Skyrim did. And I just wanted to have Skyrim again. And here we go. It's going to be that, but just so much more beautifully done. So I'm most likely going to get that and just replay the game, even though I know the whole story. And I, it's just probably, hopefully they add something to it. Well, like, the thing about about uh, Skyrim was it had like one of like the top five most like eye catching intros of any game like mm-hmm. of our pa- of our lives probably like yeah. one of the best intros of a game yeah very iconic and it just like it pulled you into the world and really just like nestled you into like the lore just immediately I'm not excited for it because a Skyrim's the most recent one, so it's already the most beautiful one. If they wanted to remake something like remake Morrowind or oh, Morrowind, whoa. or remake it like Oblivion, like I'd be on board with that. I would be sobbing. I'd Plus, <laughs> Skyrim is on PC with such a massive modding community. There's so many mods in that game that make it look already better than the remaster. Wow, you're right. So, like, oh, did they show really, the remaster actually in the press? They showed conference? some. They showed some of it, and it looks good, but it's like a remastering for consoles and stuff. Because everyone who has Skyrim on the PC can download mods to make it even look even better. Yeah, I mean, like, no, I'm surprised they didn't just like buy a mod off of someone, like buy someone's mod directly well, that's what underneath they, them. Like all hey, they really did was update a bunch of shaders and like uh, new water textures and all this stuff. Like I don't know, added some like shadows and different like I don't know, probably more particles and stuff because they have the abilities with these newer gaming engines and shit. You can have Master Chief as a companion in Skyrim and Macho Man Randy Savage as all the dragons and give Mudcrabs top hats and monocles, like, with mods. Like, modding's so stupidly awesome in Skyrim. Wait, actually, what they said, though, the Skyrim remaster, I think they're going to allow mods for the console. I think so, too, but I'm They just unlocked it for Fallout 4, actually, on Xbox One. Yeah, I'm skeptical how easy that's going to be. I think it's going to be great. That that has a lot of potential, but the sad thing is I don't think you're going to have access to every mod that you would on PC, obviously, because they'll probably restrict certain ones. Because there's a lot of naughty mods. Of course. Well, and and it's going to be the ones that are uh, Bethesda-approved, because that's what they have for Fallout 4. You have to log into Bethesda's, like, mod community to get the mods for Fallout 4. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like I said, I'm skeptical about mods on the console, but like the remastering, you could have remastered an older Elder Scrolls, and I would have been more on board for it. No, I agree. If they would have chose Morrowind or Oblivion and said we're remastering it, I would have been really excited because those deserve a remaster. And their story, yes, I played them, but it was so long ago that it would be nice to revisit that. Whereas Skyrim about, was the like, most a recent one. of the first two. Oh, Daggerfall yeah. and Arena? Exactly. Oh, my God. Ones that are old God. as fuck and See, haven't been seen in, like, the new age. I would exactly. love that. That'd be great. But then again, you also have to take into consideration, have you ever played those games? They are God, like, very dated, and I don't know how you would do that, to be perfectly that, they're honest. They're almost text-based adventures. Yes. Like, that'd be, that'd be, that wouldn't be a remastering. That'd be making a whole new game. And calling it. Yeah, what which it, is, like, something that's very... In, that that whole I- the idea, like, where's the line drawn between a remaster and, like, a complete... Reboot. reboot where like that like final, you see your final fantasy 7 remake like yeah. stuff that yep. we didn't see anything of this year nope um 
which I was really fucking hoping for. Fuck you, Square Enix. <laughs> you expect anything from Square Enix? That's your first. That's your first. And see, last year I wasn't expecting shit, and I got like fucking money shot, like in the like, <laughs> three seconds in. Yeah, what they do? They gave us Kingdom Hearts two point eight or something. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? No, no last no, year was insane though. It was like Kingdom Hearts three fucking gameplay and like. That nothing crazy trailer, since. but nothing like, since. Right, so that's what I mean. Train. It's like, yeah, that was great back then, but have we gotten it yet? Have we heard anything about it? No. Fuck Square Enix. They've they're <laughs> putting a dagger in my heart slowly, like very over ten years. Oh god. It's that scene from uh, Saving Private Ryan where the guy slowly buries the knife in the other guy's chest, or or God of War being a dad and telling his son to like just put that knife into little. I don't know. That was part the of the trailer. That's hunting. That's, you got to do. You're in Valhalla. You got to eat what you can. Yeah. I was thinking of Game of Thrones where you're all just, I don't care. People are going to pitch about the spoiler, so I just avoid it. All right, fair um, enough. But back to Bethesda, they announced the DLC for Doom, which is going to be primarily focusing on their multiplayer, which is apparently the worst part of Doom. Like, that's the part where it falls short, because the single player is supposed to be great. So hopefully that DLC can kind of revitalize that multiplayer community, which would be cool, because I know there's a ton of people out there who like the new Doom. Uh, Elder Scrolls announced a card game, which looks like Hearthstone. No one's probably thrilled about that. Uh, they announced for Elder Scrolls Online a Dark Brotherhood DLC for console. Ooh, nice. Apparently a huge portion of their player base are console, and it's really not that popular on PC. Yeah, the game's, the game's fucking trash. It's like, I had it on PS4, and, uh, it's like super parsed down. Yeah. And I think it's the same way on PC, which is like kind of dumb because of how many literal keys you have to work with on PC. They toned it down to accommodate both, both PC, PC and, console. and console games. I see. Yeah. yeah. That's, there's yeah. like four buttons on the bottom of the screen and you just like, you have to rotate them out. That's, yeah, that's like my biggest complaint with it. You only have like four slots, but they give you like 30 powers. It's like, I'll never use most of these. Well, like, I'm just going to pick the four I like and just boost those like the holy hell. So was Dark uh, Brotherhood DLC already available for uh, PC players? I think it might have been. Okay, I was just curious. I'm not sure. It honestly didn't look that great. And for anyone who's played that game, rogues, at least in my opinion, are the worst by far. Like there's one skill where the rogue like slaps you and then runs over your head so he can like backstab you. But if you're on PC, you can spin the mouse around so quickly you're already facing him by the time he's over your head. So oh. it completely negates that ability entirely. And that's like most of the rogue's ability is backstabbing. So it's like, they're, I don't know. It didn't look anything special. But they did announce they're getting rid of level restrictions for both quest and locations in Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, wow. So you're not going to have to be like level 34 to get into this area. You can just go wherever. But that means a lot of people are going to get really messed up yeah. by out-leveled monsters. And it's going to be funny. That's how it should be in an MMO, really. It's like, that's the fun of it. For wandering in an area where you're like, you're super low level and you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Hey, Doug, I'm over here. Oh, God. And it's like a <laughs> dragon like, flying at you. It's like 50 levels higher. Yep. Uh, Bethesda, they also showed a lot of Dishonored 2 gameplay. Like, a lot of it. Like, actually, some people were complaining it was too much. Oh, how did to it them, look, though? To them, I say, fuck you. Stop complaining about getting free stuff. Like, we want gameplay. They're showing us a ton. Yeah. Like, enjoy it. It looks great. It looks like Dishonored. Like, some people complain like, oh, it's going really fast, or oh, the main character might be too overpowered, like too many abilities to like counteract low level enemies and stuff. I'm like, that's dishonored though. Like, play the first one. You're incredibly powerful. Like, I thought it looked great, and I'm all for it. I'm pumped. Nice. Yeah, I I would play it. 
it looks cool. And apparently you can play as Kratos, or not Kratos. Uh, <laughs> that'd be interesting. That'd be cool. Um, shit, I forget the main character's name, but the main character from the last one, apparently he lives. Like, I guess, I forget the exact, I think there's multiple endings in the first one, and in this one, he lives. So you can play as him, or you can play as the essentially the main character, Emily, who's the new empress. It's a very cool game. It's like a weird steampunk world, but instead of steam, it's all whale oil powered. And I don't know. I'm very interested. It looks really cool. Nice. And my favorite part of the Bethesda conference, they announced after the conference, there's going to be an after party where Blink-182 is playing to release their new album. And that, I have to say, what the fuck? Yeah. Who the... What? Who, why? who made that decision <laughs> and why? Yeah. Does, is Blink-182 relevant anymore? Holy shit. I mean, I don't think so. But then there's this huge resurgence of them back like the end of high school. I don't know. I the, didn't... Drummer, the drummer didn't die. So... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's just not my bag of chips when it comes to music. But regardless, no. I th- either way, that's a very weird place to have them. Like, is that the after party for Bethesda at E3? Like, that's just very odd. Agreed. Yeah. Epic Games had a conference too. They released a uh, Bullet Storm two. Oh fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Funny thing about that, AJ, is it was I'm the hunt- only game I'm hunting they you down right was- now. <laughs> Bloodstorm no, because I found an article and I pinned it over my bed at night so I could dream about it, saying that they're not going to do a Bloodstorm 2 because Epic Games is fucking going out of business like they should. That is hilarious. Fuck that game. Anyway, uh, well, so we wrapped up Bethesda. I think, let's talk about Microsoft. That's another yeah, big one. that was the next day. Yeah. They were the big, like, first conference. Oh, well, they, uh, they announced the new console. It's basically yeah. the, the competitor for PS4K or the, yeah, the well, Neo. Here's the thing. They announced which two they consoles. didn't show. They no, didn't they show announced PS4K. two consoles, and the joke was Xbox announced their new console and announced the new console replacing that console, which is the Xbox One S, which isn't just a slim. Like apparently it's an updated version, and Scott is going to be compatible with VR and stuff. And then they also announced the Project Scorpio, which they didn't show. See, okay, if I was Xbox and you even have a Project Scorpio, don't mention it, especially if you're not going to show anything about it. And also, the annoying, the most annoying, this like this actually got me furious, so here's a little rant. The thing about Xbox One S, they announced the pricing for it, and it's cheaper than what an original Xbox One yeah, was going I'm for. I'm probably trading my Xbox the, well, One. And that's the like, whole... Just to get an ass. That's the fucking point. Sexy as shit. That's a great marketing strategy to be like, yes, this is going to make anyone who already owns our previous system want to upgrade. Whereas on the Sony side of things, anyone who owns a PS4 really has no incentive to get a PS4K. But in this situation, they they played their cards right, but it's also... It's like... In hindsight, it goes to say, it's like, so you're telling me that I bought a system from you for an overpriced, when you're selling me something that has better hardware, like, a couple years later, and it's a, less of a price tag. What the fuck? Yep. That's just yeah, how technology Microsoft. goes. So, it literally, it's just proving the point that they overcharge something, where it's like, at least the PS4K, they're not, it's not like a, an issue like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know with that, they, like, announced it, and it was kind of competing with the PS4K. But Project Scorpio, I believe they announced it, so developers can like people are developing games for it already, but they're signed under like NDR, like or NDA to not talk about it. So with them announcing Project Scorpio, the developers of those games can now talk openly about it and not have to keep another secret besides their game. Okay. So yeah, it's basically open it up so they can like be like, oh, well, this game is coming out for Scorpio, like it's being designed specifically for Scorpio. Yeah, it's less uh, release for us, the consumers, and more of a release for the developers. Like this isn't their announcement isn't really for us yet. 
you know, for a few years or a few we'll months see that probably next year. We'll probably see like uh, what it looks like. But yeah. I was hoping they were going to show both of them. And I actually was under the impression that they were the same, like one and the same. So did I. That's why I thought the S was. I thought it was for Scorpio. I thought S was for Slim. It is slim. It's forty percent smaller than the Xbox One. Yeah, and totally upgraded with much better hardware. Shit. Yeah, it's like white, and it's got a slim, a slimmer controller, like a more contoured controller, which is awesome because that's like the that's like my probably my main bugaboo with the Xbox One besides the bugaboo. the huge console. Like the controller doesn't feel as great as the three sixty one did. Mm-hmm. So. I'd, I've had zero experience with this. So I really can't weigh in. I definitely still just think it was a a marketing strategy for them because in general, I think it's it's common knowledge that I think Sony is doing better than Xbox this generation. So them announcing the S, the Xbox One S at such a low price, it basically is their way of saying we're going to have everybody buying our new system. Whereas Sony, you might not sell as many PS4Ks. Well, yeah, that's of- what they're trying to do. They're trying to fill the market back up with Xbox One. Yep. Yeah, and I kind of blame that on Microsoft for trying to be an entertainment console instead of a gaming console because I remember looking up exclusives for Xbox One and there's like maybe 20, oh, if that. But there's one. Like there's nothing. This one, I'm like, oh my god, I need to play this game and you showed it to me and it says hype, 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 hype. Like, oh, we'll get to that. Oh god, alright, we'll I'll save it. That. I'm literally like, that is the game of the whole <laughs> the whole E3 for me, this is the game I'm the most excited for and it's strange because I had never heard of it before. New IP oh. looks amazing. We'll get yeah. to it. We'll get to it. But uh, first, we're going to get to AJ's favorite of the... <laughs> we'll talk to these, yeah. Talk about the, Of the entire Microsoft thing, and that was Gears 4. Yep. Well, Hot as fuck. First, first off, I'll also say, they're doing a lot of cra- uh, cross-platform like co-op stuff, which is basically Xbox One and Windows 10 being being able to uh, play with each other. Yeah, so they're trying a to ton merge of, the people. Yeah, so a ton of people were like, oh, I'm going to buy an Xbox One because all my friends are playing it and I can't play with them on PC. Well, now you can if you have a Windows 10. Oh, so, great. Then uh, that, I, then I don't have to worry now. Yeah, but it, it, I'm wondering if it's only for Windows 10. Like, since I have 7, can I not play these games? If I, I think it's them? just, I think they're trying to push Windows 10 because why would also, they, yeah. number one, they gave out the, uh, they gave it out for free. They didn't give it out. They forced it on. People. Yeah, but th- they initially gave it out and then they forced it. And no, I, there's no way in hell that you'll be able to play on seven or eight. I'm telling yeah. you now. You're right. Oh yeah, they're gonna be. That's like, what no, I figured. No backwards yeah. compatibility. It's gonna basically make uh, Windows Xbox. like the operating systems are gonna turn into like the new consoles. Basically, yeah, mini little Xbox yeah. on your computer. It's gonna unify it all. But pretty much most of these games are both for Windows 10 and Xbox One. But yes, uh, Gears of War four. Yeah. yeah. How did it look, fast. AJ? You're a you're a real fan, so I'd love to yeah, hear I've from only you. Yeah, I played the first. Looked re- looked real pretty. I played. Got to play the beta. Nice. And uh, yeah, it uh, it looks very good. Oh, I remember and you were I'm telling us about that excited. one shotgun that like goes across the map. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That, the that gun that cool. shoots that shoots uh like it's like a digging device or whatever, but it like goes through the air and you let go of the trigger and it plummets into the ground and explodes. Yeah. It's a mm. uh, really cool. Um. It's called the drop shot. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like little stuff they added, and they showcased a little bit of it in the in the the gameplay that they showed for Gears Four. It was a lot of like new enemies that look kind of like the Horde, but like not. They're not a Horde. New like yeah. they're called juveniles. They look like people. Hmm. Uh, see, yeah, if you told me this was like a DLC expansion to Gears of War Two, I would have believed you. Like I couldn't <laughs> tell any difference. Yeah, but it's going to have, like, a pretty large campaign, probably. Yeah, 
and Marcus Phoenix is back. Like that's in the trailer. I apparently he was supposed to be dead. I'm not sure. No, I think he dies in the game. Like yeah. they they make it uh, they like allude to like him and Anya dying in the game. It's a lot of retconning going on. Uh, it's you know, it's in the future. Enough. Well, it's in the uh, future. It's like post post Gears Three. So like this is the main character is their son, uh, JD, okay. and uh. It's their like his best friend, and then this girl that's like a stranded. She's like one of the stranded settlers. Like she's the daughter of one of like the the chieftains mm-hmm. for the I, stranded. I love that at at the gameplay trailer for this, they had to censor the word out shit from Microsoft, or they didn't have to. Microsoft did it. Like, I guess they were worried about it, and then Ubisoft just they said fuck within the first like two minutes of their conference, <laughs> and like they just let it fly. But we'll get to them. Oh yeah, the other thing I just wanted to bring up quick, the they added like shit like ripping people over cover and stuff, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Like if you're on back to back cover, you can reach over the cover and grab someone and rip them over. And it works and I saw it done a handful of times and did it myself in the beta. So they already had a working version of it in the beta of just like I and running mantles, which are awesome, where you just like sprint at the cover and jump it in one motion instead of going against it and then jumping over the cover. Yeah. And it's just really intense, and it makes the multiplayer uh, very fast-paced. You can get across every map pretty much in, like, 20 seconds. You can sprint across the map. Holy shit. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it, then, it makes it really nice. After that, they announced uh, General Ram, one of the, like, horror, or one of the locust, like, generals, is going into Killer Instinct. He's going to be, like, a new character, which, I don't know, I heard someone speculate, like, how great it would be if Cole, from, like, the Cole train was going to be in the Killer Instinct. I'm like, oh, that'd be so much better. Because that character is just so over the top and ridiculous. Yeah. Um, f- uh, Forza Horizon Three. That's going to have cross-platform. It's a racing game. I know nothing about it, nor do I really care. But it looked gorgeous. Yeah, it looked amazing. Definitely, I'll give it that. And ooh, Recore, the game I brought up many episodes mm-hmm. ago. I'm still yeah. interested in that. Is that the one that we were like has the most convincing blowing sand? Blowing sand. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, yeah actual like gameplay trailer of it this time and it looked cool and there's like a bunch of like robot companions like she has different robots for different jobs and stuff like she looks like the main character has like five or six or so but it looked really cool nice and it kind of had like a horizon zero dawn sort of vibe where it's like machines took over and now it's like a dystopia like sort of apocalypse scenario but all the machines are like evil i don't i I still know nothing about it except for that it looks dope yeah i think dope a lot this episode i really gotta stop that Eh. considering how white i am it's all good uh, then Final Fantasy 15, which trailers have been out, no one's surprised by. They showed a gameplay trailer of it that looked really cool. Uh, I'm surprised it's on Xbox. That's mostly the biggest surprise. Yeah, me too. I'm just me. annoyed about it, but it, I guess it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, Square's sort of like they buried the hatchet with like all the other companies except for Nintendo. Like Nintendo is the only <laughs> one that they're still like nah, spiting fighting right for. now. Like, but even that, like they have, they've released a bunch of great IPs on the 3DS, like Bravely Default and Bravely Second. The that's right, the two revolutionary RPGs on the 3DS. And you got the characters in Smash Brothers, like you got Cloud and stuff in there. So like they're kind of overpowered as fucking yeah, he is. I love playing as him and Bayonetta and just being an asshole. <laughs> They're so strong. All the DLC characters are so fucking so strong, strong in that game. So strong. So what did you guys actually think, though, of like the gameplay footage of Final Fantasy XV? Like, that's a game I've been really excited for. And honestly, it it almost like the combat, it just almost doesn't even look fun. It just like, I don't know. To me, it's just like, it seemed like the one it video I watched. It looks like a means to the end. Yeah. It was, like, 
it's like this just boss fight they were showing. Way. Yeah, it was just like, okay, it's this massive fucking thing that you just hit over and over again. You just rinse and repeat through the same process. Like, it just didn't look fun in a way. Like, I don't know. I, it had the visual stunningness and everything, but I just feel like I'll play it and then just get bored with it. I think it's going to end up being, like, a good game. They didn't really do go into the story very much in the beta. So, I, I think they're going to they're going to really like it's going to be a story rich game like they're going to hit you with a ton of feels classic classic square enix final fantasy they're going to come at you a whole whole bunch of different angles you're going to learn a lot more about the group of guys that you're traveling with the um, the world that you exist (laughs) in which is gigantic yeah yeah apparently there's uh, dinosaurs and shit and yeah like like i said like in the one uh boss fight or whatever they were showing it's like it's almost as if it was like yeah shadow the colossus but like times like three or four even like these huge ass things it's something interesting that an old that old final fantasy games did and i think and mainly i'm looking at final fantasy 8 which is my favorite final fantasy the the idea of having to conquer summons and i think that's going to be in this the idea of to, to get a summon to like swear its allegiance to you, you have, you have to, to beat it. it in combat. Wow. Because that's what it looks like. He fight, I think you fight Titan in the, in like the beta, they showed something about fighting like a huge Titan. Like there's yeah. that they, when they broke the beta, they like got outside the barriers and they like found a whole bunch of areas that they weren't supposed to get to and they found like giant statues and stuff of like, I don't know. It kind of reminded me of Atlas like holding up the world. Hmm. Like stuff like that. Like I think you're gonna like they. They haven't. Uh, did they actually show anyone using a summon like outright, or they just showed the no. summons no. themselves? Yeah, I think that was it. They used like magic and stuff, but not summoning. Yeah, I think you're gonna have to fight this. Like, and they might be espers. I feel like they're gonna call them espers, just because they have a they have a trend of like sort of retro naming things a lot. Mm-hmm. Like nine, yeah, they it, called them Eidolons, and that was something they used in the original games. Oh, I love that name for them. Yeah, I forget what it was, but it reminded me like something in the trailer reminded me of like the old Final Fantasies, like like ten and younger, and not this newer one where they're kind of like this weird future, like techno society sort of thing with what was it, thirteen? Yeah, or, or twelve so, too. Twelve, like where it was all different. Like, and I remember specifically in twelve, like the weirdest person you got in your party was a Playboy bunny. Everyone else was human. <laughs> yep. I'm like, no, Final Fantasy is where you get a bunch of crazy different people. Like in nine, you have a rat person, a black mage, this weird queen, a monster, uh, yeah. red armor, who is technically human, but he's blue. And he got this crazy Afro, like a girl with a horn, like they were different creatures. And that's what I liked about it. And that's why I liked about seven too. You got red, what? 13, red 13. Yeah. Yeah. Naki. Like that's what I loved about Final Fantasy, and then like they all got gentrified. Yeah, like, in the it. later ones, you're right. It, they, see, you know, they brought it. They they uh, it, twelve was interesting because twelve is a really fucking good game. But uh, they 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 made it sort of like outside of the norm for the society. Mm-hmm. Uh, that your party is consisting mostly of humans because they like show you like the lizard people, and they show yeah. you like mogs and like moogles and stuff they give you all that other stuff but like that's why it's so rare like it's so weird that you're all all humans except for fran yeah i i wasn't a fan of him also balfier is like a fucking tank ass motherfucker he's awesome (laughs) yeah uh but yeah after that uh they announced battlefield one on console and origin i think a week earlier so if you're on console you get it a week earlier if you're on origin access for pc you can get it a week earlier 
So anyone who's that's you know, the one cool the bit thing for, EA does. Well, EA, it's not the first time they've done something like that. It's mostly just manhandling their products, so you have to go through other, you know, their third party access. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Live Clubs they announced, which is essentially like forums for Xbox Live. Like it just seemed like a group where people could talk, but like on Xbox. So pretty much what PCs have had forever. And <laughs> PS4 has them actually too. You can join them like actively through your PS4. Yeah, uh, they're probably trying so to looks, keep up then. Yeah, this sounds like they're just keeping up. But they also announced Xbox Live Arena, which is a built-in tournament system, Ooh. which is going to be a lot easier for like fighting games and stuff. Because setting up tournaments beforehand was a nightmare, so that's going to be really helpful, and I'm I'm looking forward to see how well it works. Yeah, me too. Because yeah, now you can have like actual like there's going to be like a there's probably going to be like a vetting process. Like, all right, mm-hmm. let's do t- uh, connection tests for all the people who are entering this tournament. You can actually have people play from their homes instead of having to go to like yeah a venue. Sure huge Bru- venues to do that shit. I'm sure Bruce is going to be excited for that. Definitely, for, yeah. Um, then afterward, after that, they announced uh, Minecraft. Minecraft cross-platforming and VR with texture packs. So it's a lot of stuff. So you'll never see your kid again. Yeah, it's for the kids. Like (laughs) People were saying it was the most cringeworthy part of the conference. Like, eh, it wasn't for really us. Like, if you're a big Minecraft player, then there you go. If you have a neck beard, then... (laughs) (laughs) That's when I take Minecraft and I kick it out of a second-story window. (laughs) So, I mean, it's for a very niche audience, like that announcement. But it looked great, and just the texture packs, like, they're going to as if that game doesn't make enough money. Yeah. Like, they're going to have enough money to make a moon base and just jettison from this See, Microsoft looked really bad for buying that, like, coming to the party really late and buying that for so much money. But now it's looking a little a little better. Yeah. It's it's going to be nuts. After that, the Inside is a new game from the developers of Limbo, which fucking love Limbo. Oh, totally. And anyone who has Xbox Gold, I believe, it's free on Xbox One now. Oh, nice. Anyone with a silhouette fetish, too, check it out. <laughs> yeah that game's great inside literally showed us nothing so we have no idea what it's about besides like an office of some kind um what was next they did just like a montage of indie games for xbox which was honestly probably one of my favorite parts is seeing all the indie games and not the like huge triple a titles because a lot of them looked really good fucking cuphead so excited for oh cuphead. nice yeah. hell yeah I don't care how long they delay it, I'll always be excited for Cuphead. Oh, but Next is my favorite and the one I was freaking this, out about. This is when I just lost my mind, because I was I've been following this game for a while and it was on Kickstarter and it got fully funded and it just looks so good. Yeah, who it develops just, this? Do we even know? Uh I'm not sure exactly. I'll I'll look in the meantime. Yeah. Uh it's We Happy Few. And we've seen a trailer before. It was kind of a cinematic on rails, like it looked like it was gameplay, but it wasn't trailer before. And now we have like an actual pseudo gameplay and it just starts off where you're a main character, you're the character, you're sitting at your desk and you're a retractor where you're going through stories and taking away all the sad stuff from the stories and you're just blacking it all out with this like redacting machine and everyone's happy. You got to be happy. You got to take this little pill called joy and everybody's happy. You got this weird face makeup and you see one of the stories is either your brother or like a colleague or something, someone you know. And you start remembering stuff and you start freaking out and you decide whether you take your joy or not. And in the trailer, he doesn't. And a coworker comes in and is like, hey, you got to take your joy, you know, herd mentality and all that. And they're like, by the way, Kathy's having a birthday. Come to the conference room. And as you're walking there, you kind of are walking through the office and you're seeing now that you didn't take your joy, you're kind of seeing the cracks in the system, kind of noticing stuff that is, isn't as good as it, you thought it was. 
and you see one guy in a big trench coat with a hat like stabbing another guy with a needle and injecting him with something yeah it looked like he was even like wearing like an anonymous mask or something like along those lines well that's what everyone has they all have this like face oh, he fucking on. dunked that bottle though oh yeah he tossed the joy bottle he fucking drained it (laughs) (laughs) you also have amazing basketball skills in this dystopia future um and they all talk about uncle jack they're like uncle jack you get to the conference room and they have a pinata and they're like uncle jack told us about a pinata who uncle jack is this kind of overseer character that is on all the tvs and like knows everything and kind of informs everybody very 1948 george orwell-esque and people are like oh you got to hit the pinata it's great and they're hitting the pinata and you see it bouncing a bit and then they give you the bat, and you smack the pinata, and blood sprays out all over the place. And you go to wipe your hand, uh, wipe your face from all the blood. And when you look back, the pinata is a dead rat. You just crushed a rat. And they're all dive. Everyone else is diving at it, picking it, all the pieces up, and eating it. They're like, "Oh, this candy's great." And they're like, "Wait, why don't you want any?" Did wait, you didn't want your joy. You're a downer. And then like someone hits a button, and people come after you. And, oh, it just it looks so fucking it looks amazing. So good. It's got a big. Bioshock vibe too. It really does. So cool. Um, and the I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but yeah, it's like in the future where it's like World War II, and apparently England lost. Did you know that? I I, I have no idea. Like, it just looks like England in the 70s. Like, oh, that's, that's what I. Apparently, it's the retro futuristic world in an alternate 1960s where yeah, World War II happened, but England was not victorious. Um, oh wow! And then another thing about it, I did find the developers is by Compulsion Games, and the most interesting thing about it is that just 18 hours ago they announced that it's going to be available for early access on Steam in approximately five weeks. Apparently, July 26th. That's real yeah. soon. Holy shit! And, well, they announced that at the conference as well. So I'm like, you can bet I'm just sitting at Steam, just hitting refresh, waiting for that. Yeah, same. That game, I, I haven't been ex- as excited for a game in a long time. It looks so good. It just looks fresh and something new. And yeah, I'm excited what the what it entails to be a downer and all of that, like in that whole society. It, yeah, it's oh, it's gonna be so creepy though. Pipe, 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 pipe. <laughs> it look, yeah, it looks really good. Like I didn't get a chance to see the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. It will change I'm, you. I'm watching it now. It is, <laughs> it's changing me slowly. I can feel my genetic makeup changing. <laughs> you're becoming a downer. My DNA is yeah, my you're DNA downer now. is modifying itself. As someone who's generally a debbie downer this is my game yep i'm excited totally uh after that they announced gwent the card game which is from witcher is getting its full a full game release for itself which everyone knew it's no real surprise we got a f- little trailer of it for people who like Gwent. there you go yeah it's you hated super it right popular. i'm not a fan me and mark really hated it and there's a few missions where you have to play it and in witcher the whole point is you play early and you build up your deck as you go, and you get, like, so it's really easy when you do eventually have to play it as a mission. But since me and Mark didn't, we were playing with, like, the shittiest deck imaginable, and it was really tough. But people play it. I have a buddy who plays it. He says it's great. It's a well-designed idea for a card game. I mean, I'm, who I just don't like it. People who do, you're going to love this. It looks great. But, you know, there you go. If you want Witcher to continue a little bit, you can keep playing that card game. Um, uh, yeah, let's see. Is there any other, like, major ones on Xbox? Uh, Tekken 7. Yep. And then Tekken Tag Team Tournament 2 is free for gold members now. So if you're, if you're a gold member and you're looking for another game, that one's free. Uh, Dead Rising 4, the Frank from the first two, I believe he was in the second one, uh, is back. And it's like Saints Row level insanity. It's just super aware of itself and really silly. 
So that's gonna be interesting. I'm not sure anyone's super excited for it though, but it'll be you know it'll be fun. Yeah, you know, I mean it's here on the fourth one. You're sort of getting like into stale territory. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. It's like okay, how many times can I go in a mall and kill zombies with like a fucking lawnmower? Yeah, and this one's like a Christmas theme to it. Like it's during Christmas, so everyone's like uh, you know candy game colored and stuff. So yeah, it might be fun. I can't imagine anyone paying sixty dollars for it though. Yeah, good point. Uh, they announced a new one that I never saw before: Scalebound, which. It, apparently it's gonna be co-op really heavy emphasis on cross-platform and co like co-op campaigns where you could play with friends and this one seems like a monster hunter slash how to train your dragon sort of thing Whoa, where you're it, like it really does seem like how to train your dragon yeah you're like one guy and you're fighting against these monsters and you got a gigantic horrific looking dragon as like your buddy and you fight with them and it like Besides that, it looks like a bad anime. Yeah, wait, you're right, because I do, actually, I remember we did uh, speak about this on the podcast did very we? briefly, very briefly, and I don't even think we knew the name of it at the point, but we were talking about how douchey the main character looks. He looks like... Looks real douchey. Yeah, like, super, like, not anyone I give a shit about. Yeah, and the gameplay trailer has only showed how douchier he is. Like, everyone watching is like, this looks real bland. And His no fucking headphones super- around his neck. And he puts them on when he gets, like, hardcore. Like, when he's going for, like, the big attack, he puts them on. So, yeah. That, if you're interested, there's that. Uh, see yeah, he's, like, a Final Fantasy character. It, the, yeah, wannabe. The bad one. Yeah. The one no one remembered. He's, like, Snow. Yeah. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> he's from Final Fantasy thirteen. That's like why the, I don't know the who The fist is. guy. He's the guy that has a clo- he's like a He's, like, a trench coat on, and he's like, fights. He's got a bandana. He's like, I don't he's like, like him already. Him. Yep. Yeah, he's a loser. From Final Fantasy 13. <laughs> you definitely feel a little disgusted with yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they announced Sea of Thieves, which I don't really understand what it is. Like, they were kind of vague about it, but it looks like a kind of pirate MMO. Like, you can play with others, you can get on a ship and attack other players, like, on their ship and stuff. Like, I didn't see a real, like, linear campaign to it. I'm not sure exactly what that is, but it's got a cool, like, cartoony style to it. Uh, the, the trailer sucked because they did like a faux like let's play version where they people in the ki- like top corner like acting like they're less players and real cringeworthy. Ooh. But the game kind of looked interesting. Yeah, the premise sounds interesting. I didn't see any gameplay, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, State of Decay Two was announced for anyone who's a big fan of that. It looks like a zombie horror game, but this one seems like more putting more impetus on like communities, like where you're setting up like sort of like you know, market area where you can buy and trade goods and stuff with other players or other NPCs. Uh, so I know the first one, some people really liked, I never played, but if you're interested, there's that. Halo Wars 2 had one of the best trailers I ever saw. It was so good. It was all cinematic. So, you know, minus like one point for no gameplay, but like beautiful. And like, that's how you do a trailer. So anyone excited for that? That's also coming for Windows 10. The beta is June 23rd and 20th, which by the time you're hearing this is probably already over. Oh, yeah. So, tough shit. Uh, fun fact, though, at the whole conference, they didn't mention the Kinect. No one did. At all. It's likely dead. They even they removed the Kinect port from the, from the Xbox S. Uh, S. One Holy S. They removed shit. The port. <laughs> you have to get a... Uh, an adapter to use the connect with the Xbox One. Wow. And think about this when they were first even considering, uh, releasing the Xbox one, like it wasn't like there was like a big backlash. Yeah. Because you needed the, it required the connect and you required to be online. Those were the two dumbest like requirements for any console ever. And now they're just literally like, 
going completely like Microsoft is the most like flip floppy company ever. It's they like, backpedaled a lot yeah, and after the initial release. So now a lot. They they're literally backpedaling on the Connect, and now they're basically admitting that yeah, we overcharged you for the Xbox One. Hope you don't mind. Yep. And I'm thinking with the PlayStation with the VR. <clears throat> Because the Vive is doing a lot better VR-wise because it already has controllers. Where the Oculus, you have to use like an old controller, like, you know, both hands on the one controller. Whereas the Vive has the two moving controller and candles. And I'm thinking the PlayStation did better with that because the PlayStation Move, they're kind of like Wii knockoff sort of thing, had the two control, like two handles you used independently. Yeah, I actually have one for the PS3. They, they work pretty well. So I'm wondering if they were like already prepping for VR that way or were already a step ahead for vr by doing that whereas the connect was you know no con or no controllers at all and really didn't work that well yeah i i so, definitely think you're right yeah so i don't know if xbox is going to have a vr system anytime soon because of that but who knows burn fuck them yeah no i'm a flight playstation fanboy everyone knows but let's <laughs> we can talk about nintendo and pc and then wrap this up i guess uh nintendo's super easy we can knock that out real quick because fucking nothing happened <laughs> Nintendo, I love them. They're great. But they did promise that this whole, like, I'm going to say panel, because it wasn't even really a conference, like this whole display, was going to be about Zelda. And they spent, they teased it at the beginning with the trailer, and then they spent like 55 minutes about Pokemon. And I love Pokemon. Pokemon's great. It's boring as hell to watch. Especially to watch someone else play it while talking to two guys who don't speak Japanese and everything has to go through a translator twice. It's really not interesting to watch. And the people doing it, yeah, sorry if the, anyone knows who they are or like them, they weren't really charismatic and they were really soft-spoken. So it just really wasn't fun. Damn. But Pokemon Sun and Moon, uh, different, or Pokemon can be different, like forms of different stats, like different percentages. So they showed one Pokemon that, like, at 10% looked like a, do- a dog, like sort of Dachshund sort of thing or Greyhound. And then at, like, 100% was sort of like Mech Warrior. I don't know. So it's going to be changing but not necessarily evolving. So that's weird. On a percentage yeah. base? Weird. I, I'm not sure what the percentage is, though. Like, maybe power percent? It was odd. But so they're trying new things, and I don't know. Okay. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Rota? I'm super hyped for... <laughs> Sun I'm Moon. Hyped. I'm hyped to shit for Sun and Moon. Yeah. Uh, Rotom, I think it's a Pokemon who was, like, the electric ghost Pokemon that could, like, inhabit, like, appliances and be, like, the fridge and then, like, a light bulb and then a fan, like, and be- change his types. He's actually your Pokedex now. What? So you have the a Pokedex yeah. is a Pokemon itself. That is extremely weird. So you could literally have wait. What if you use that Pokemon regularly? Well, and then he gets he's not be knocked out. Oh, okay, because no, uh, it's it's technically a Pokemon, but it's going to be essentially like Navi. Like it's going to be like, hey, it's going to be like Clippy from Microsoft Word. Like, hey, do you need help catching a Pokemon? I can talk to you because I'm not a robot anymore. I'm actually a sentient creature. Okay, I know why they did that. Because in Omega Ruby's uh, Alpha Sapphire, there's a point after you beat the game the first time, you come back and it's called Delta Episode, and it involves you flying around the map a lot and like going to different locations and mm-hmm. like uh, doing like story based stuff. And it's there's no journal or any real way to like check your progress with like the Delta Episode. Because once you finish it, then you can go to like the battle tower and do like all the real shit in the game, like all the like the once you're once you've finished the game completely, yeah. and uh, it's super frustrating. Like if you if you don't complete Delta episode in one shot, which could take because of the cutscenes, it can take like I don't know, it could take a couple, it could take like two hours maybe to beat it in one shot. 
if you save and just like restart, you lose where you are. Like you don't know where you can't remember. It's really hard to remember where you are because you fly to the same like five locations over and over and over again. Uh, and it's okay. very frustrating. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I can understand why they did it. It's just odd. Yeah. It um, might be like a journal type feature, basically. Yeah. Like, this is where you left off. Mm-hmm. They showed a ton of gameplay. Like, half an hour of this was just the guy playing it. And which it usually gets you brownie points from me, because you can actually see the game. But it's just so boring to watch. It's so much better to play and not watch. Yeah, I, I definitely agree and with that. Most of this time I spent looking at Overwatch update notes, because they did a patch for the characters. And even the giant bombcast guys who were covering E3 like on their stream and like were there left and just started walking the floor because Nintendo promised a lot of Zelda coverage and they duked you out with like 55 minutes of Pokemon at the beginning. Wow. That's so they just walked away and they're like, we'll be back when Zelda's back. Wow. That's interesting. I don't blame them either. Well, apparently the floor, yeah. I saw some footage from, uh, Griffin McElroy and Nick Robinson of, uh, Cool Games Inc. They like did a little like video of them walking the floor. And yeah, it looked like Nintendo had the biggest display and like this whole forest area for like Zelda and shit. But, uh, yeah, apparently their press conference didn't really meet the hype. The, yeah. But then when they did finally get back to Zelda, they announced the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And go up, look at some gameplay of it because it's great. There's loot, there's stats, like for the loot. So you can like, the main emphasis is like attacking enemies and then stealing their weapons. And then they'll break and you just throw it away and get a new one. You can climb on, appears to be everything. Like there's people were just, Link was just climbing up on mountains and stuff that you thought was background, but you could actually climb up. There's a, a stamina bar now, which I know a lot of people hate it in Skyward Sword, but it kind of makes sense for the climbing aspect now. Hopefully they don't like abuse that. You get food now instead of just cutting down grass and finding hearts. There's food. So you get like an apple, you can throw it into a fire and get a baked apple and it heals you more. Huh. That's pretty cool. So uh, the creator even said there's like a big survival aspect of Zelda now in this one. The map was enormous. It was like, horrifically huge like intimidatingly so and it's gonna be great. yeah that's a good thing because it gives uh, everyone who's excited like so much to explore yeah uh very interactive environment like you could cut down a tree cut down the log break up the log even more and get sticks you could take the stick light it on fire throw the fire stick into a big like tall uh tall pile of grass which would then catch fire there's winds there's temperature elements uh, it looked like Link even had like a noise meter, like or volume for like stealth. So if you want to be stealthy, like it shows you how much noise you're making. Oh wow! Uh, one of my favorites is there's a little uh, clip of him like hacking down a tree that fell and it broke into sticks, and then one of the sticks got blown into the fire by the wind, and then that fire stick got blown into the grass, which spread through all the grass it was touching, which somehow hit a bomb like way off into the mountains, and like just it looked like Link was just setting the world on fire. Like, by accident. That's pretty awesome, if that's even yeah. a possibility. It just looks super interactive, like, in all aspects. Cool, start forest uh, fires. <laughs> yeah, take down smoke. <laughs> Kurok, uh, looks like the little tree spirits from Wind Waker are in this, and you have to find some of them. So maybe that's a hint that's in, like, the same Wind Waker universe or so, or maybe this is an alternate path. Ooh. Enemies have health bars, so it's not just three hits and they're all dead. Uh, you can take that weapons, I said that. Um, yeah, there's bullet time for perfect strikes, so everything will slow down and you can like do more damage. Uh, it looks like there's these big robot enemies called guardians, which are he said are the enemies, but they were all rusted. So there's like an emphasis on like time travel, maybe 
where you can go back in time and fight them when they're active and then go back in the future when they're already rusted, destroyed. It's very confusing because you start off in this like chamber and wake up and then you're out into the world. There's, it's not heavy handed with the story up front like most Zelda games are. Huh. It looks really cool and a really different way they're going and I'm all for it. It looks so good. Yeah, I'm definitely interested. I mean, I'm not a huge Zelda fan, but I think I'll play it. Treason. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's just because I haven't played them. I'm sure if I played them, I'd be a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, we can burn through Ubisoft real quick. Too, yeah, I was going to say, let's not forget them, because there is one I'm excited for. I'll just bring it right to the table. Gr- mm-hmm. uh, Grow Home was a game that I played like early in the podcast, and I like loved it. And they apparently have a sequel now called Grow Up, and it just looks like instead of going from... Uh, you're plant from a planet to a spaceship. You're going to the moon this time, and it looks like just like lots and lots of uh, plants to grow and different ways to. It looks like the same game but new. So I'm excited. Yeah, uh, and especially like he now has like this like kind of uh, what do you want to call it? Like a kite surfing thing instead of like he used to like uh, uh, glide like around a on a leaf. Yeah, now he has a hand glider, and it looks so much better. Yeah. And Link has that in the new Zelda too. He's got like a glider and you can take your shield off and surf on it. So you can just like surf down hills and then jump off. Like, God, it looks so cool. Anyway, Ubisoft. Uh, they started with this fucking weird ass dance party that was just like an acid trip and it was for just dance, whatever the 2017 one is. Uh, so as great as Sony started out, Ubisoft just shit the bed there. <laughs> uh, Ghost Recon Wildland. Once again, real emphasis on co-op, like campaign. If you like Ghost Recon, there you go. They, uh, Ubisoft actually confirmed the Nintendo NX because they were saying they were making a game for the NX, but Nintendo didn't. Yeah, how about that? You'd expect a Nintendo they to bring that blew up. It. They blew it. They slipped up. The NDA, baby. Yep. Whoops. Uh, I, Aisha Tyler was like the main like host for the Ubisoft. And like I said, she was cursing within like two minutes of the Ubisoft conference while Microsoft censored out the word shit in their video games. I and South the South Park. Then it was South the, Park, which that game looks so good. South Park, the fractured butthole. Yep. Oh my god, what it's a great name! It's essentially like the Civil War, where it's like the superheroes are fractured, but they're whole, like they're all superheroes. And instead of doing like uh, Lord of the Rings D and D, like they did in the first one, it's all superhero stuff. God, it looks so good. It looks so good. It looks so good. Like the character creation looks like it's like part of the world. Like, yeah. And your character's identity is part of like the game. They built it and they built it into the game. And like the whole like story is like Cartman's trying to create the superhero group and do essentially a Marvel movie like campaign where like I get a movie, then I get another movie, then Butter gets a movie, then Stan gets two movies. And like he's doing this whole movie like franchise thing and it's hilarious. And apparently your character's like tragic backstory for being a hero. Like, you know, something always has to go wrong for a superhero. Apparently yours is. One night you wake up hearing your mother being attacked, and when you walk into the, her room to see who it is, you find your dad fucking her. Great. <laughs> it's your tragic That's backstory. The, you see your mom get fucked, and it, just watch the trail. It's so funny. They're great. Um, the Division is having a new like add-on called The Division Underground, and you're getting a bunch of skins from different games. And no one cares, because 93% of the PC gamers for The Division have left it. Yeah, exactly. Percent of the player game base is gone that's, for the PC. That's almost that's unheard of. That's crazy. So boring. They're making a movie out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, then they announced Jake Gyllenhaal, classic video game movie star. Speaking of which, we'll get to that in yeah. a little bit. Uh, Eagle Flight is like some sort of VR game where you play as eagles and you just chase each other. It was the first game that really didn't look like it needed VR. Like, there's nothing about that that said VR 
that you couldn't have just done with a console or a controller. I, it was weird. Uh, but Star Trek Bridge Crew is a VR experience where you, like, you play Star Trek in VR and you're on the bridge. It, for any Trekkie fan out there, that's the one you want. Um, For Honor looks like this crazy medieval, like, Dynasty Warriors-esque, like, fighting thing that was, like, heavily, heavily focusing on, like, countering other classes and fighting and, uh, really detailed. And it's basically just Vikings versus Samurais versus, like, British Knights. Ooh, interesting. It looks real cool, but, like, I don't know the story, but at least the combat looked really interesting. Huh, I forget, yeah, like a Dynasty Warriors mixed with Age of Empires. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Grow Up, you already said. Trials of the Blood Dragon, which is a Trials Fusion game plus Far Cry Blood Dragon, the DLC. And it's actually out right now, and no one likes it. <laughs> Great. Why are, they, are saying, why are they announcing that at E3 then? Or did it come out, like, very recently? It came out at E3. Like, they announced, like, and it's out now, like, one of those things. Okay. Yeah, and apparently it's just, like, super short and really easy and just not worth the price. But for anyone who wants that, there you go. Yeah, Ubisoft, uh, winning our hearts. <laughs> uh, fucking. Uh, they did, like, an extended backdrop of, like, Assassin's Creed, the movie. Like, so they're just showing more footage of that. Great. Yeah. What? That's, the, not, well, that's not even video games. Stop. I mean, yes, it, it is, It's but, like, the premise, but it's, like, if it's for the movie, it's, like, that has nothing to do with you guys presenting actual games right now. Yeah. I don't know. They just want to brag. Yeah. And then Watch Dogs 2, which looks like Grand Theft Auto plus Parkour plus being a super edgy cyber anti anarchist like eh, it looks terrible interesting yeah, like, they're talking about like taking down this like congressman for like the greater good like we got to help the people and then you steal some dude's car like all right and apparently everything can be hacked into like literally everything and you have like four different robots you can just send out like a drone or like an rc car that can hack in stuff for you you don't actually have to be right next to something to hack it. You can do, like, Wi-Fi hacking if you're within, like, 50 feet of it or something. So then it begs the question, why are you doing any of this? Like, couldn't you hack everything from your bedroom? Like, it looks real dumb, and it's trying way too hard to be, like... Cyberpunk. Hip and, just hip and cool, and, like, we're we're reaching out to the young kids. It's like, oh, my God, stop, Grandpa. Yeah, I, well, I thought I remember people saying the first Watch Dogs, if you didn't get all hyped up for it, it was an okay game. It, but that's the thing like at best it was okay yeah. it wasn't great okay so it uh but then after that they announced watchdog the movie so yeah if you don't like those games you can pay 40 bucks at a movie theater to watch it and not enjoy the movie either i just don't like ubisoft everything they're doing is turning into a movie yeah and i figure uh watchdogs is all about hacking and i figure hack is a very appropriate word for this whole franchise yeah they're <laughs> very hacky yeah and they're just after your monies yep and then they uh, announced steep which is this extreme mountain sports game which i mean if you're into that it looks awesome like you can snowboard ski parasail down a mountain and then like a flying suit like a flying squirrel suit down the mountain uh, if i want to play that i'll just get back to ssx that was an well i mean that was from like 2012 or older but i still enjoy those games because of how unrealistic they are is this more or less like realism this is realism and you can get super detailed where you can like uh, track your path and find out to the exact second of like how to get faster but then it's th like all different like winter sports like yeah it's a whole bunch of different ones okay. like existing in this like mountain but, but it seems like you can customize your character to be like super crazy like a guy had like a yeti helmet and stuff so it it looks cool. Like if you're into those, like that's definitely the one to keep an eye out because it looks really good. 
There definitely isn't Mario and Sonic go to the Olympics. No, for sure. no, not those. Uh, and that's, um, that's pretty much it. You guys mentioned the Assassin's Creed movie. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't ever want to talk about it ever. Like <laughs> this how you, this how you do me, Michael you. Fassbender. This is how you do me. Yeah. Well, I remember we <laughs> mentioned it on an episode and I was saying how it's all like uh, GLaDOS is the the whole system like that. The robot that like, I guess you the get. Arm. Yeah. I don't know. The Animus. That's what it's called. I See, I'm not an Assassin's Creed guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah. PC's uh, it was day two. That was kind of last one we talked about. The I believe Ubisoft was the last of the big conferences. Or no, Nintendo was. Well, Ubisoft was the last of big conferences. Nintendo was the last of whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> uh, but PC, they did it, we, they did it differently this time. They set up the stage like a late night talk show and they had day nine, who I guess is a StarCraft two commentator being like the host. Wow. He's kind of interviewing everyone. And I, I wrote in my notes, it's like a late night talk show set up instead of a regular presenters. And it was more, inform- more informative, but it looked more awkward much like PC gamers themselves. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? So, like, it was good because he actually called some of the devs out on some stuff in the trailers or pointed out stuff they weren't planning to talk about. And one guy's like, oh, and this game is active now. And he hit a button on his phone. And he was like, did, did you just make a noise or did you actually hit a button that made it live? He's like, I just hit a noise that signaled other people to do live. He's like, oh, okay. So, like, it was good, but it was just weird to see at a big conference in front of, like, 500 people in a theater. Like, yeah. And you can see some of the devs just sitting there waiting to get up and leave. Uh, but it was definitely, you know, a different take on it. Uh, what they announced? They announced Dawn of War 3. So if you're, if you like Dawn of War games, which I think Dubs was the only one out of us that has played them before. There's another yeah. one. No Oxygen Included, which is a new game from, uh, Cly developers who did Mark of the Ninja, Don't Starve, Invisible Ink. So I love their games. Yeah. And it just looks like Fallout Shelter, but done in the Bravest Warrior style. If you watch Bravest Warriors on uh, YouTube, it's from like some of the guys that did Adventure Time. Oh, okay. Good show, but the trailer literally said nothing. So it's like, eh, I'm not optimistic about it. Ark is getting a huge expansion and mods like added to it while it's still in early access. So like the game, you can even play as animals in it now. Yeah, wait, why would they do that? Just finish the fucking game. And I still believe that this early access tag that you put on your game is just an excuse to allow bugs. Because clearly they have a huge team working on it. Clearly they're innovating it. And, like, you can play as animals instead of, like, people now. So that's a huge step in, like, programming-wise. But it's still early access. Yeah, it's as it... Yeah, they just are literally skirting every corner of the actual release and just being like, it's done. Yeah. If anything, maybe, I don't even understand that. If you, you would think you're paying these people to program for this game. Like, that money has to keep coming in, and they already made the money off of what they sold in early access. Like, I, I'm confused. Yeah, I don't get it. There's Early access is just, I, I think it's a terrible thing for PC games. I, I don't like it at all. I just don't how they know how they're making money if they're uh, paying these people to make more shit and the game's just not done. I mean, people are throwing money at them because you have to buy it to play in early access. Well, that makes sense. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so they're making money. They're just not finishing it, quote unquote. What a bunch of bastards. Uh, then a VR game, which I had my eye on. I think we talked about it before, but Giant Cop, where you're just a gigantic cop and you just like, you're like, someone stole my purse. So you just look around the city and find someone and throw them into the ocean or something or throw them into jail. Like, they did a crazy like seventies cop movie trailer for it. It looked great. Awesome. Yeah, keep your eye on that if you like VR. That looks like it's gonna be a real fun one. 
Yeah, I'm into that. Mountain Blade 2, if you like that, there you go. I have no opinion one way or the other. Yeah, never heard. Oh, wait, Mountain Blade I've heard of, but Mountain never got into it. Yeah, never played it. Uh, the Surge, which is from the developers of the Lords of the Fallen, is a game that's coming out. I don't even remember anything about but I remember Lords and Fallen was apparently like real sketchy or like real buggy. So I don't know. Keep your eye on that, I guess. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> let's move on. Uh, Lawbreakers. I already talked about it. Arena first person shooter going public June 18th. So after June 18th, I'll be able to give you guys some insight on it. Hopefully. Yes. Alienware announced that they're doing this like VR backpack. So you're no longer tethered to your computer when you do VR. And it'll all be able to encapsulate on this pack that you can wear. So you can actually like walk around without, you know, worried about being choked off by something. Wow. Now that is definitely going to be a wave of the future. And they're smart as fuck for being the first in that department. Yeah. It was the first I've really seen of it. And it looked really good. Like it didn't look bulky. It looked smaller than most backpacks I've actually had. That's awesome. Yeah. But you know, it's Alienware. So it's probably going to be like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, it's super quality though, too. So, and same with uh PlayStation VR, it's going to be $400 for the VR plus like the controllers and everything. But if you don't have a PS4, it's going to be like 700 because you have to also buy the console. Exactly. So, but to be fair, that's still one of the cheaper ones. Like I yeah. think the Oculus and Vive are like 800 or 900. Yeah. I think the Vive is a little cheaper, but still. Yeah. Uh, Serious Sam, if you like those games, apparently they're just super like gory blow em up shooter sort of like duke nukem like tongue-in-cheek over the topness that's getting vr i know some people are big fans of that vamp vampire i, don't know. I think it's just vampire, vampire but yeah but it's a y instead of a ire yeah it's from don't nod which is the company that did life is strange we got oh god we got a trailer of that and it was a lot of gameplay but it was the combat of it which is already very different than life is strange which had no combat yeah and you play as like a doctor in like the 18th, 17th century. I'm not sure, but like maybe Victorian era. And you're a vampire, but you have to hide the fact that you're a vampire while also being a doctor. It's odd. The combat looked really generic, actually. Like I was not impressed by anything I saw. So I'm skeptical about it now. I'm super skeptical and almost, I could uh, honestly just go ahead and say I'm disappointed because, uh, just the general like, I was hoping that they would maybe do something time travel again, but like in a different setting and make it just as equally a compelling story just told differently. But then again, I was also like, I want something other than time travel, but I didn't want them to break away this far. Like they're going too far off the beaten path of this. And then it's also like they're capitalizing off of something they know is popular. So it's like, uh, look at Days Gone. They're like, oh, everyone loves zombie apocalypse. Let's do that. These guys are like, let's take it a step back. Like what was the trend before zombie apocalypse? Everyone was into vampires with like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Blade and shit. So like, and and, uh, more recently Twilight, Like, like there's huge like, uh, vampire following so I feel like they're just kind of jumping on a bandwagon so to speak because they know a lot of people are going to want to play that but I I never was interested in the vampire craze when it was a thing to begin with so this game like you said I'm not interested in at all and I'm kind of disappointed because I loved what the studio did previously yeah I mean they definitely had to have both games in development at the same time so they're like we'll make this one and then this one will come out later and just see which one like does better so it's not like not like they knew Life is Strange would have been so popular as it was. I see what you're saying, yeah. yeah. So it's understandable, but, you know, for, don't expect another Life is Strange for anyone out there. I don't think we're ever going to get another Life is Strange. <laughs> that game was just fucking game of the year. That was amazing. Uh, Killing Floor 2, which is in early access, 
is a game that's actually leaving early access. They announced in the fall. So at least they have like the definitive like endpoint. They're not going to just jank your chain around like Ark. And the game is also getting free expansion packs, which is cool. Like so that's a- nice. Anyone who liked that, you're going to get some bonus stuff for free. And they're also going to do Killing Floor Incursion in VR, which is another game I will never play because it's a horror game in VR. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. But Super Hot VR, holy shit. That Super Hot looked fun as hell just like regularly. I can't imagine that VR. It was a great game by itself, but I think this is going to be one of the weird games that does a conversion in the VR, and the VR version actually could be better. No, I, 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 I'd agree with that a thousand percent, yeah. I wish like the VR missions from like Metal Gear Solid would have like had an opportunity to be switched over to VR because that would have been interesting. That'd be cool. They, they weren't like real... They were kind of VR in the sense that, like, you could kill people without, like, worrying about the consequences. And it wasn't, like, VR, like, you saw it through, like, Raiden and, like, through Big Boss's perspective. Yeah, no, it's like Metal Gear Solid gameplay, like, with VR would have been very cool. That'd be neat. That'd be really interesting. But we'll never see it because Ko- uh, Kojima left Konami. <laughs> and Konami can go fuck itself. Yeah. Yeah, or just make pachinko machines. Yeah, but for anyone who doesn't know what v- uh, Super Hot is, you're, it's a weird polygonal world. There's probably some story to it, but it's kind of vague and I don't really know. So I haven't played it, but it's just a shooter that, mo- that time progresses forward as you move. So if you stand still, time goes at like a snail's pace, but then when you move, everything else moves and it's really cool and it's a fun game. But now in VR, you're going to be able to dodge bullets like yourself and grab stuff yourself instead of using a mouse. And it's going to be like the fucking matrix, man. It's going to be know. pretty close. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, Obsidian, who are developers of Fallout New Vegas, I actually think. Yeah. And Paradox Interactive, who did like the Magica, Magica games where you're little wizards. They're making something called ty- uh, Tyranny. It seems mm. like this weird dystopian future, not future, but like this world dystopian like world where evil has won. A, ty- a tyrannical leader like has taken control. And I don't know if you're like a rebellion or something. It looked very odd, but it's Obsidian devs, so we're hoping it's good. Uh, Observer is like this weird horror game they showed a trailer for as well. And it's like technology horror where you can like hack into people's minds and like use their fears against. It looked terrifying. It looked really creepy. I don't think there's enough tech horror games out there. So I I look forward to it existing, even though I'll never play it, because I'm a <laughs> big old puss. Yeah. Drop Zone, I don't even remember. I wrote it down, but it's like an RTS MOBA where you control three like soldiers or something at a time, and you work with a group. It's by Sparky Pants Studios. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. What kind of name of a studio? I love I, it. I don't know. It, it, they got an 83. Yeah, it didn't seem interesting to me, but maybe it is for you. And sorry, I don't remember enough to talk about it. Sorry, Sparky Pants. Sorry, Sparky Pants. Mr. Sparky Pants. <laughs> uh, Arma, that's a big community. It's like one of the top 10 easily on Steam all the time. They announced Arma 3. I, I don't want make, I don't know what makes it so good. Like it just seems like a shooter to me, but I don't know. Maybe one of you can tell us. Mm, mm, I don't know. Not particularly. <laughs> not into it. Uh, I'm looking at this. The Turing test, I don't even remember. I know that's like the test for robots. Yeah, so, so it leads me to believe it's going to have something to do with androids. Maybe. But the fact that I remember almost all these games, except for like the few here on PC, shows that maybe it's not that memorable. Yeah. Wait, did you say Arma 3? Arma 3, yeah. You mean Half-Life 3? Confirm? <laughs> no. Uh, no, no. Downboy? That, if, if that happened, I think uh, E3 would have yeah, <laughs> just melted. 
I realized that Half-Life 3 and Beyond Good and Evil 2 are now the same games. Because they showed a trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2 years ago, and no one Alex will talk about it. Alex just looks like the main character from Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, she does, now that you talk, point that out. But hmm. that, like, people are like, oh, we, like, at Ubisoft conference, we're like, oh, we gave you this, this, and this. It's like, what else do you want? It's like, we want Beyond Good and Evil. And it's just, no, it's never going to happen. You'll never see it. Uh. <laughs> um, I feel like if you have a game that's that hot, like, so that hot should be your number one priority. Yes. But like, you, that should be the only thing you're working on instead of all this other bullshit. Cause if it ever does come out now, it'll never live up to the hype that people nope. put out for years, like decades of hype. Yeah. That's the Final Fantasy VII remake. I'm worried about it because everyone wanted it for so long. Yeah. Square Enix like tickled their taint a little bit. And like, <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> Give you the reach around and instead of jerking it off, they're just snapping your dick off. Uh, oh, Jesus. Like they were doing episodic releases. Like, uh oh, uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh, I, like I regret this instantly. Yep. Overland, uh, it seems like a minimalist post-apocalyptic game where it's all done in a very cool art style. You try and do a cross-country road trip. Seems like a cool game. I bring it up mostly because it's going to be an alpha on itch.io, which we've talked about plenty. So oh, nice. anyone interested, you can actually play and, you know, uses itch.io regularly. You can play the alpha of it soon. Awesome. Uh, another game, Dual Universe which I think is the biggest threat to No Man's Sky. Cause like you could build your ship, you could fly right from the planet into another, into space, into another planet, like no loading screens. I believe the guy said it was going to be like an MMO sort of style and it looked cool. Like if that's what you want, it looked real good. Kind of Eve and No Man's Sky mixed together. Yeah. Ooh. So I think it's going to be a big threat to No Man's Sky since it keeps getting delayed and it's probably overhyped as hell. But he said it's going to go into pre alpha. Early 2017. So that's, that game's not coming out for a while. So maybe No Man's Sky is safe. Yeah. Here's I think the thing, it's really hard to build a self generating universe yeah. that doesn't need to load. Yeah. That's almost like that just doesn't make sense to me programmatically. I, I don't know how they're doing it, but the trailer they showed at least looked like it worked. So, but I don't know. It kind of also looked a little bland, but he said like you could build ships and if your ship's popular, you could sell the design and like, so maybe there's a, this in-world economy where you can like be a designer for ships in a virtual. Uh, it seems cool. <laughs> it's an interesting idea. We'll see how well sounds it plays like, out. It sounds like gummy ships. Like oh build, god, you build build the high wind. Oh jeez, sell yeah. that blueprint. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, Day of Infamy is from the Insurgent developers. It's going to be on Steam early access and bland as fuck is what my notes say. So <laughs> I don't even remember what that was. Uh. Oh, and this is when uh, apparently the PC conference actually went long, and this is when Ubisoft started. So I could tell you more. Uh, Mages of Mysteria don't know. Uh, it looked cute. Looked like a parallax sort of get not parallax. That's not the word, but it kind of looked like Bastion, but you're a mage. Uh, Warframe's apparently getting an update for anyone who's a Warframe fan. And I saw in like a montage more Deus Ex Machina stuff, but I. Like there was no trailer and no real announcement or for it, so Damn. I don't know what it means. But it was definitely new footage. Like it wasn't from the older games. Okay, yeah, I know they're working on it, but I just I want more information because I did enjoy Human Revolution a shitload. Yeah, you come forever again confirms. No, we don't talk about. <laughs> no, <but laughs> let him you die throw again. You throw again, again. There, and that's like it's the remastering for the new consoles, Dave. and it just looks like more deuce. It'll supposed to be more because it's probably going to happen. Someone will try it. 
Well, I, I was just going to say, I think we can confirm that we, we gave you guys our E3 coverage. <laughs> yes. And I did see Two hours after, after E3, like a, a little later, they did confirm that Elder Scrolls 6 is in the works. Yes. Oh, so thank God. They didn't confirm yeah. it at the show, but I think towards one of the last days they announced it. That is amazing. Yep. So I don't hold your breath for when they'll announce like details, but it's it's happening. Well, that's what I mean. Hopefully they can get us that Skyrim remake soon. It's like waiting for NX screenshots. It's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Or, or Neo 4K screenshots that's not gonna happen either or beyond good and evil 2 or half-life 3 or scorpio screenshots which apparently that's just like let's make two consoles <laughs> kingdom hearts 3 god damn it nope yep no, all right we're not gonna, gonna see happen. a lot of the stuff we really crave for probably at least another year but then we have god of war 4 and uh we happy few to hold us over which i'm yeah. fine with i'm pretty cool we with we gal, happy we few we have two gal fours coming out fuck and we I, we happy few. I know it's only early access. I'm still gonna probably get it just to play it early and get to talk about it on the show. So it you should too. It looks beautiful. I'm definitely gonna get it. Yeah. So uh, that looks great. But well, yeah, we're almost at two hours. Yeah, we should probably wrap this one up. Thanks for listening to our show. If you did, do you guys want to do some plugs quick? ABTS Brent on Twitter. How about you, AJ? Forgetful on Twitter. Awesome. Fire Andrew on Xbox Live. Boom. That's how you plug. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, listener. Uh, if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Our handles ABT Silence. I'm personally Twitch streaming every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's about it. Thanks for listening to us. We'll see you next week. Bulletstorm sucks. Bye, guys.